I hate to go all technical on you, but all hands on deck, swirly thing alert! Attention! Listen, you motherfuckers. Buckle up, pedal heads. You're experiencing the Lotus Effect with Phoenix and Phone Boy. Oh my god! It's very creepy. Just a little weird. Maybe it'll catch on, who knows. It is out of sheer morbid curiosity I'm allowing this freak show to continue. How do you fix that, though? Take a big step back and literally suck my dick. Do I have your attention? Send your dick pics. (laughs) Are you interested? I know you are, because it's fuck or walk. You're shitting me. Have you made your decision for Christ? To tell you the truth, I don't give a shit. I would not say such things if I were you. Who the fuck are you? Phone Boy and Phoenix. I don't know Phone Boy. They're fucking nuts! But they don't know shit about fuck, clearly. You're talking peak no agenda right there, everybody. That's true. That is true. We don't know shit about fuck. But what we do know is this is episode 50. So welcome to the Lotus Effect. Episode 50, where the show's made up and the content doesn't matter. I, of course, am Phoenix. So we finally met the man whose shit doesn't stink. Yeah. Yeah, let, what yeah. the fuck actually, phone boy? Let me start this off by clearly stating that I'm better than everyone. Yeah, and yeah. anyway, we're having some fun here. Oh, As you can tell. Oh, my God. Yeah, I hit the, I hit the okay, wrong so, button. Nope, I have to address this. We're, okay. we're going to lean into the fuck up. Yeah, the, the lean into the fuck up. Okay, go on. <laughs> I, I know. It would not be the Lotus Effect if something like that did not happen. And absolutely at the beginning of our 50th episode. So kudos, phone boy, for keeping the tradition alive. Exactly. That makes this the show (laughs) where the content's made up and it doesn't matter. Or the show's made up. I don't know. Something's made up and something else doesn't matter. Maybe both. Maybe nothing. All I know is I'm still Phoenix. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm still phone boy. Whatever clips we play. Um, Now... uh, That's right. Okay, so so it's not quite our one-year anniversary because, um, yeah, that because that actually happens in the uh, beginning of December. That's right. Uh, we've done 50 shows because we've done a few extra shows during the week. So uh, We've been a little bit busy. We've been a little bit busy. And, and had a lot of fun along the way. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and so we were, you know, we are thinking about what we kind of want to cover for our one year, but we thought we'd, we thought we'd uh, uh, first cover a topic that wasn't, um, you know, it's, we go back to the beginning of the show that we were, we, we did talk about essential oils and, you know, holistic healing and, and, and tarot. Um, but the first topic of that, first show of that we didn't do, which was episode three, uh, was actually on uh, being an empath. And there's, we've had a, I don't know, we, I don't know, y'all. It's been a crazy year for both of us. And oh, so, it has. Yeah. So uh, we thought it might be high time we revisit the topic in light of recent events and even more recent uh, developments that we found out about today, I guess, right? <clears throat> That's right, right, which we will address in the second half. Yeah, so... Um, well, I do want to uh, just point out the fact that episode three, which was the empath episode, was actually named "Blame I Blame the Wine. And funny enough, the local winery, Chestnut Hill, that we have spoke of before, we love them and their product, they are having their anniversary today. So we decided to stop in and uh, see what the festivities were about. And we did a little wine tasting and we hadn't had breakfast, even though it was afternoon, respectively. So, yeah, we uh, we got a little tipsy. So it was kind of funny that the subject for today was a revisit of an episode named I Blame the Wine. Because when it comes to what is fixing to happen, I still blame the wine. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think I wrote I wrote down in my mind because we've been pre gaming all day, right? This has been, 
Yeah, that's well, no, some of us have. I've been behaved. Yeah. It wasn't till the wine. <laughs> Fuck you, I didn't wake and bake. <laughs> it wasn't until the wine that things started getting interesting in this household. Okay. It wasn't until the wine. I don't know. There's. Uh, you know, it wasn't until the wine would be a great provisional show title. Yeah, I know. Unfortunately, yeah. Our, our, we, anyway, we're not going to get into that right now. No, but we are going to get into the fact that if you do get any value from our show, we do run on a value for value platform. And in that, we accept a whole lot of different ways that you can offer your time, talent, and treasure. You can troll along at lotuseffect.chat. You can leave voicemails, 253-237-3321. You can also send us some actual payish, if you will, some payola in the form of fiat fund coupons. Yeah, I like money, though. As do I. And, uh, you know, we do like some crypto. You know, Satoshis are super. And in that regard, we would like to recognize some big ballin' Way to do it, Satoshi streamers. That's right. So, uh, so uh, strap in, folks. This, uh, um, this, this is it's going to get interesting. We're gonna, it's going to get interesting because we, uh, we, we actually got a lot of boostograms. Over, uh, most of these came in uh, last Saturday night, I should say. It um, was an epic episode of debauchery. It, it, episode of debauchery. That it's uh, that that you know we got to write that down. Um, well, yeah, <laughs> it's one of it's one of our favorite words, debauchery. I can't, I can't even, I can't spell or, I, I don't know. Don't ask how to spell yeah, that word ex- ex- because I'm not doing it on air. Yeah, exactly. I know it, but I'm not doing it. <laughs> exactly. So Stick to what we know, phone boy. Let's get to the well, list of Satoshi get to the li- streamers. Let's get to, let's get to the Satoshi streamers. That's right. So uh, so we're going to say, I say most of these came in last Saturday after the show. So that should, it seems to be the time we get our, uh, well, our, our Satoshi's. Oh boy, that would be during Studio 33, now wouldn't it? Now that would be, exactly. So, well, um, why could that be that all those Satoshi's were flying around the blossom? Yeah, well, you know, I think, I think it's going to become pretty obvious here once I we, think it might. I think it might, yeah. So I think, and, and I've got, you know, you got to go look, and there's, and so, uh, we got, uh, our first, um, and say our first boost actually came from my, my podcasting partner in crime. Uh, she sent a thousand sats to the cause and said, "Want to want to drop phone boy?" Hmm. <laughs> and he knew what I meant. Yeah, I knew exactly what she meant. Okay, so then the next then the next uh, boostogram is uh, thirty three thirty three sats from Bully Steed or Boosty Steed. Boosty Steed. Yeah, she uh, she said uh, Chris Isaac any hillbilly surf guitar San Fran days. Um, yeah, this was multiple musical requests. Uh, so, um, and okay, well, we, we, we and so yeah, we, in Studio 33, we play a lot of music, and we, we, we just, what we discovered is, uh, well, you know, you start boosting, the, you start sending in sats while we're streaming, uh, yeah, that your song, your that request you just, magically makes its way to the top, top of, of the, the list. That's right. So, top we, of the pops, baby. So, we had some fun with our, with our, uh, um, so we had some fun with us. Um, now, okay, in uh, fairness, I, I would like to defend the fact that this actually started out with, me just goofing around, you know, throwing some sats in the chat, you know, to send a message or request a song. I did not actually expect that this was going to snowball into something with Boosty Steed and subsequently Weirdo. her other half. Yeah. And well, Weirdo, that's, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Weirdo's the next one. He, he sent in the 3333 and said, I love you guys. So here's one of my favorite songs, Seven Chakras by Sess Crew. Okay. And it was a it was a fire track. Yeah, yeah, we never, yeah, we hadn't heard that one before. So, um, then, then the next then the next boost comes in from Phoenix thirty three thirty three. Uh, says play Godzilla and cocaine, phone boy, and I did. Uh, 
She knows what, yeah, Godzilla and cocaine. That is that one song, or is that no? That's, that's that two different. Two. <laughs> yes, I know. Uh, then we got it. Then we got one from Weirdo. Another thirty-three, thirty-three. Sats says this one's for my dad, Rip Dude, and it's uh, it was ACDC's Hell's Bells, I believe, is what the yes, song I was. Yes, I believe so. Yeah. Um, and then Bully Steed comes in with thirty-three, thirty-three, saying any Southern culture on the skids. I wasn't familiar with them. I think we picked a song, and mm-hmm. it was probably all right. And then, and and then Phoenix uh, ups the ante and says, "For five thousand sets, uh, I want to hear Learning to Fly' by Pink Floyd.' Yeah, that is a good track. That's one of my new favorite tracks. I I think I hear it every day, either because satellite radio plays it or. I boost it to my radio off of YouTube via Bluetooth because, yeah, I, I ball out like that. Yeah, and then uh, and then we get another one from Boosty Steed saying, Song of the Siren and this mortal mortal coil. Uh, mm. Which was an epic song, by the way. Yeah, that Thank was that, that was fantastic. Uh, Phoenix comes in with 3333 saying, Black Magic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, Phoenix again, 3333, Son of a Preacher Man by Dusty Springfield. Okay, we got that one. And then, we, and then we get in Boosty Seeds with another 3333 says, Okay, Spouse wants to play now. Allison by Elvis Costello, followed by the greatest guitarist, Glenn Campbell, Wichita Lineman. Uh, and then and then she correct, she sends another boost after that 3333 saying, Wichita Lineman, Glenn Campbell. Um, and then, um, yeah, some more. And then and then some 3333s from Phoenix. That's, asked <clears throat> that's for right. I had three of them because yeah. I wanted to hear some Rhinestone Cowboy by Glenn Campbell. And then the doors light my fire. And because I love the band Strawberry Alarm Clock, I think it's a fantastic name. They must have been on some really fire shit when they created that name. And Incense and Peppermints, which is a really groovy, stony tune. And uh, yeah, and then. Um, here you go. This is then Boosty Steed sends in another thirty-three thirty-six. Says, "Okay, spouse is on board." Harry Nilsson, Wichita lineman. By the way, Sean Col- Colvin rendition, amazing. Okay, and it was, and it was. And um, why don't you read the last one since it's from you? Yeah, well, you know, in honor of our fiftieth episode, I decided to ball out just a little bit today, and I threw fifty thousand sets, saying, "Here's to fifty more episodes, fun boy. Thank you for making my dreams come true." Love Phoenix. Oh, yeah. And thank you, Pedalheads, also. You guys are definitely, without you guys listening, we would just literally be talking to ourselves and recording it. So thanks for taking your Saturday nights for the last 50 episodes and putting us in your ear holes, throwing your value for value at us, and just generally being some outstanding mofos. So thank you for your courage, yeah. Pedalheads. And- yeah, absolutely. Um, this is, uh, you know, yeah. We 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 hope you're hope you're enjoying the uh, the banter and the and the uh, debauchery and all of that stuff. Um, but uh, you know, we and, but if you're enjoying anything, yeah. I mean, you know, if you you have a if you don't have a new podcast, uh, an app that has got a boost button in it, um, a way to send satoshis and uh, you know, go get your go get a, go take off all your clothes like we have and uh, go uh, go to nudepodcastapps.com and uh, join the join the nude podcast revolution and. You can and yeah, you can get a new podcast app, and you of course, you also uh, you know we take and, and you can also uh, there's there's also like the email contact and the website and that kind of thing, and That's right. you know and also uh, you know giving us a call two five three two three seven three three two one. We had a couple of different questions that got thrown out. We uh, did because you basically just had the generic question, wanting to know you know how are you feeling today, y'all? How's how's your day? Yeah. And I kind of dug a little deeper into that, wanting to know. You know, since this is the empath episode, uh, if you've ever experienced anything 
in the ESP or empathic yeah. realm. Just yeah, you can send us value lots of ways, but just remember we don't want your shit. Please, Please don't send us your shit. shit. No, yeah. we, we, we got enough shit between the two of us, especially on a Saturday when we do this show. It just mounts up. That's right. So, um, yeah. Uh, so in any case, I, um, you know, when, when you call 253-237-3321, uh, yeah, I don't have that soundboard plugged in. So, uh, yeah, so you just have to imagine Ernestine saying, run, run oh, ringy dingy. Oh, no. How did ringy. you do that today? Yeah, you know. Really? On, on such an epic episode and you forget to plug in the soundboard? Well, you know, it, 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 wouldn't, it wouldn't be our show if I didn't. Oh, know. my God. Okay. So, but anyway, there, there's she. Oh, she's going to start playing with the soundboard. Uh oh, this is this is never good <laughs> when she starts messing with the soundboard. Um, but how about we dig? Okay, so in any case, um, we'll we'll play your we will uh, play your voicemails here um, that ha- that have come in, and we'll play them here when we get to the when we get to our toast and jam section. But for, but we'll um, I say we'll get into this topic of what what. Um, you know, of, of being an empath, and it's funny because when I went, we went and listened back to episode three um, to in, to to go see how we kind of covered it, and and I realized there's a bunch of stuff we kind of missed about it. Um, you know, we talked about we talked about how you know we might both of us might be in empaths, and I think with the cut with the with everything that's happened in the last year, Phone I, think, boy, yeah. I just wanted to cut in and say, yeah, uh, and you're dumb. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget the soundboard. Okay, there are rules. It's rem- like Fight Club. Yeah, I know. And if you forget the soundboard again, we're gonna fight. <laughs> I'm a club, ya. Oh, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> okay, so but you're right. It would not be us, and it would not be our fiftieth episode of doing this dumb shit <laughs> if we didn't have something like that happen. So again, kudos to you, fun boy. Yeah. Hey, you know this is this is gonna be fun. So, but it already is. Yeah. When, um, yeah. When we, I think you know, we started we started you know talking about this topic and uh, um, you know again and when it was like there's there's just been so much that's happened in our lives. It's like we, it, it's like our understanding of what empaths are has changed is you know is different I, i'd say even like with some of the stuff that's happened like the last couple of days oh yeah we've, we've the last it, we've, week I, I would say open it up as far as a week yeah of events yeah exactly so just even in the last week we were pick we're, we're learning things from our own experience about about um about this and so um so i, I you know i figured we should probably do a little bit uh, better job explaining what it was and so um, yeah well you know for those who either haven't heard the episode or need a little refresher we're more than glad to provide it yeah and we're gonna go th- we're gonna we're gonna have, we're gonna, uh, it's gonna i think we're gonna have some fun today here so um oh yeah we much like we usually do we don't take ourselves too seriously so even a heavy topic such as this if you will will be entertaining and lighthearted. that's right um and so you know if you I mean, do you, okay, so this is, you know, so I'm, I'm reading, I'm kind of reading from our, our script, I guess, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, so do you often feel deeply tuned into the feelings of people around you? And, and, and I know for, for us, for us two here on behind the mics. Yeah. I think the answer is yes. Yes. Do crowds make you uncomfortable? And certainly they can. And, or would you, or the people closest to you describe yourself as a sensitive person? If so, you may be an empath. Um, Dr. Judith Orloff, who's a pioneer in the field, describes empaths as those who absorb the world's joys and stresses like emotional sponges. Q 
Kim Egel, a San Diego-based therapist, expands this further by saying empaths have a higher sensitivity to outside stimuli such as sounds, big personalities, and hectic environments. They bring a lot of heart and care to the world and feel things very deeply. And that is very, very true. Yeah. Um, The problem with all that is that empaths lack the filters most people use to protect themselves from excessive stimulation. They can't help but take in the surrounding emotions and energies, whether they're good, bad, or something in between. As a consequence, empaths absorb both the positive and stressful energies around them. It's like holding something in a hand that has 50 fingers instead of five. Um, Research shows that high sensitivity affects approximately 20% of the population, and though the degree of one's sensitivity can vary... Empaths have often been labeled as overly sensitive and told to get a thicker skin. I know I've heard that a lot in my life. And as children and adults, you know, empaths are shamed for their sensitivities instead of supported. So it can be really overwhelming at times that the empath may experience chronic exhaustion and want to retreat from the world. I know that is definitely me a lot of times. Like, I mean, I'll just, you know, say it after a meetup, especially when we went to the South Carolina meetup, holy absolute hell. I was exhausted. Yeah. Truly. There was so much energy, even outside, you know, as an outside venue. There was just so many big personalities and so much energy. And it wasn't negative or anything. It was just energy. Yeah. That's like a heavy, wet wool blanket by the end of an event. Yeah. And and, and for myself, now, keep in mind what my profession has been for the last you know, several years um there are times when you know I, there are times when i gotta go be in crowds of people right so um you know i can you know so yeah i can do it even though yeah after a while i get you know i'm just like okay i'm done right there's 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 just right. a in that limit i'd say in an empath probably happens a, you know a, probably a lot quicker a lot quicker so um but I think, and, and I, yeah, I remember we could we could uh, regale that story, which was, uh, yeah, you were panicking, like, right oh before. Oh, my God. It. Yeah, right at the beginning of it. Yeah. If it hadn't been hotter than Satan's balls and wool undies, I probably would have sat in your car. Um, that was really hard for me to physically get out of the car with the anxiety and the fear yeah. that I was already feeling. And, I mean, I don't know if you felt it, because we didn't talk about it, but the wave of energy as you got closer to everybody was just like Um, it it was like a tsunami like no lie so yeah for me it's i'm i'm sort of prepared for the for that because i because i I so was not that was literally only my second meetup ever and the first one i went to there was not i for well okay the first one I went to, which was in Knoxville at Schultzbrow, which I still need to take you to. It's a, it's a damn cool bar, but it was supposed to be outside, and because of the weather, they moved it inside. And the decibel of noise in that place, you could be sitting next to someone, and subsequently I was, and could barely hear the person speaking with an elevated voice. It was just so loud. And so overwhelming that I absolutely couldn't wait to get the hell out of there. Yeah, it, it's. Um, oh, you, yeah, I can. Ima- I can. I can imagine. You know, and and, and, well, there and are- it also didn't help that the ex was with me. So you can imagine. You know, I, I am absolutely on eggshells with <laughs> him being there on top of dealing with all the energy and the noise in that place. Like, omg. 
Hmm. Yeah, I got, yeah, there's, um, it's just kind of, oh, yeah, I mean, I can, I, and I, and I have been in those, I have been in those situations, so I, I, I know, um, I know what, I know what it can be, um, I know, I know it can happen. <clears throat> I know it can happen with all that stuff, and it's it is actually just it, it's 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 crazy. Um, so it, it's and yeah, and if you especially if you're not expecting it or you're not used to it. I mean, I remember like the some of the first times I went up in front of people. I was you know, and I think that was probably why I was afraid is just because of all the you know the energy that comes up. But well, reminding you, know, you that we yeah. both are you know fully epically aware of the fact of my ex being a raging narcissist. Very toxic narcissist. Yeah. Okay. So you have to imagine I have that and I'm completely almost like I had absolutely no ability to put up a shield because I was in a state of constant fight or flight because he was there because I didn't know because I mean, like I've said before, he triggered at a moment's notice. He could go from having a great time to a complete 180 and be pissed off at the world and I'm the one who got hit with that negative toxic energy. I'm the one who felt like I was being attacked because he was pissed about something. So I was in a constant state of fight or flight that day, not knowing if it was going to be a positive experience and also having never been to a meetup before, I didn't know what to expect as far as how to find the people. I didn't know what heads on sticks were. I believe I actually messaged Rev Cybertrucker right before we went to the meetup, like, what does this mean? That way, if it was something I needed to actually get a hold of before we went, I could do so. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, this it's if you're, you know, the, I think, you know, again, the difference, I'd say, in that case between you and me is, yeah, I've, I've had to, I, you know, it's it's something that. I've had maybe I'm naturally you know more naturally suited to do it or something, but it's mm-hmm. but I but yes I do have but I, I you know I can I've gotten to a point where I can do that I just you know again we, everybody has their limits and that's you know and I'm not yeah so um, to 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 take it that is a lot of energy to take on I've done you know I've done it so it's um, yeah and honestly um, you know since the two meetups that I went to the physical effect that it had on me has actually made me a little gun-shy to go to another one. I cannot lie. And I know there's people like Billy Bones and No Beret and stuff that want to meet me. And, and, you know, I want to meet them too. I just have to try to find a way to calm my soul and, you know, put up my, my force field, if you will, so that I can get through it. Yeah. It's nothing personal. No. Oh, my God, No. No, just absolutely not. And I mean, I know there's that running joke because I pissed and moaned about bucket heads as the (laughs) venue. But honestly, if I wasn't going through such terrible energy issues, you know, I I would have wanted to go. Oh, yeah. And and that's it. But yeah, that we got to get into this. There's something else that happened related to that that we need to get into also. Um, that is related to this topic. It is very much related to the topic. And right. would you like me to explain what that is? Because I know you're looking at me like that look. No. Do, well, you talking about what was in the chat? Or are you talking no. about? No. Okay, what, what's, okay, so do tell. Related to the topic. Okay. My ability to manipulate things. Yeah, and that's and and who knew when we got into this that that might have something to do with being an empath. Yeah, I didn't until I was actually listening to Judith Orloff's book and finding out that and 
being an empath comes with other little charms, if you will, mm-hmm. like uh, ESP and the ability to manipulate things with your mind and also uh, premonition dreams. And gee. Uh, yeah, we'll get into some of that later. Yeah, the, just a little later. Just a little, little second half of the show, we, we, <clears throat> if we can get there. Ultimately, what he's throwing shade on a little bit is the fact that I manipulated the ability to not have to go to that meetup because I willed a long-distance ride so that I conveniently, finger quotes, wouldn't have to go to the meetup and wouldn't have to... I would be saving face, ultimately, and not have to admit that I was scared and didn't want to go because I didn't want to hurt Phone Boy. But my conscience and the fact I don't lie to Phone Boy because I love Phone Boy and you don't lie to the people that you love, I came clean, I think, later that night even. Yeah, you you did. And... And what I, and what it, you know, it's like what I told you. It's yeah, it's it, it's it's better to tell you if I'm afraid of something or basically just open up to you than to hide behind that ability. Basically, yeah, yeah. that's a good way to put it. It's and I think what um, and we actually there, we it was funny because of some some things that have happened in my life recently that I'm not then I'm not going to get into at the moment, but but um, yeah, there were you know that that. Um, I thought that uh, I don't know. I thought, as I say, I I thought I had something along those lines too, but uh, maybe not willing something into existence like that. Although I did, I though I did have an incidence of that growing up. Um, but uh, you and I are going to have an interesting conversation uh, during the second half of show because there's something along those lines that you don't know. Oh, oh, I don't know. Well, what I do know is that research. Shows that high sensitivity. It's a, it's a, uh, we already read that. Did, did you read that? No. <laughs> yes, I did. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> anyway, now we need to talk about the fact that you yeah. know now that we're middle aged. Yeah, are we, we middle aged? Better indi- Well, some of us are. Well, we we, we <laughs> cleverly we're we're, we're middle aged adults cleverly disguised as children or something. I don't know. We are cleverly disguised as adults, and we are also unsupervised. So be afraid. <laughs> exactly. Um, so. Um, the, but any in any case, now that you know, now that we've uh, we've been at this a while, um, and mm-hmm. we and our and I'd say even our abilities have grown. Um, yeah, I don't know that we'd give them up though. Even even though they have, there's a, there are some pros and con- there's a you know there are some cons to being able to feel everybody's shit all, all the time, right? Truth. Yeah, uh, wouldn't give it up for anything. It's it's we can you know we're able to you know sense the secrets of the universe and no passion beyond comprehension and, and you know in the year we've been doing this podcast we've both learned and grow and and, and uh, grown as empaths and you know and we'll share some of our experiences here as we go along as mm-hmm. as we've been doing so, um, but um, you know let, let's let's say let's see what you know let's let's clarify the difference between empathy versus being an empath right because yes. they're, they're, they're they're related but not you know not exactly the same so um you know what what is the difference between uh, being you know, between ordinary empathy and being an empath well ordinary empathy means our heart goes out to another person when they're going through a difficult period you know thoughts and prayers that kind of thing um, it also means that we can we can be happy for others during their times of joy 
As an empath, we actually sense, sense other people's emotions, energy, and physical symptoms in our bodies without the usual filters that most people have. So we can experience other people's sorrow and also their joy. We are super sensitive to their tone of voice and body movements. We can hear what they don't say in words, but communicate non-verbally and through silence. Oh yeah, uh, I got a lot of communication through silence from uh, you know from the from you know who, um, yeah, uh, and. Um, Let's let's see. So um, empaths feel things first, then think, which is the opposite of how most people function in our over-intellectualized society. Uh, there's no membrane that separates us from the world. This just makes us very different from other people who have had their defenses up almost from the time they were born. Uh, <coughs> empaths share some or some or all the traits of what what psychologist Elaine Aaron calls highly sensitive people or, or HSPs. These traits include a low threshold for stimulation, the need for alone time, sensitivity to light, sound, and smell, plus an aversion to large groups. In addition, it takes highly sensitive people longer to wind down after a busy day because their system's ability to transition from high stimulation to quiet and calm is slower. Empaths also share a highly sensitive person's love of nature in quiet environments. Now, that's, of course... um, you know, but you know, empaths, of course, will take the take the highly sensitive person experience a bit further. Um, yeah, there's 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 subtle, you know, there, there's a you know, there's subtle energy that can be, uh, uh, you know, the, um, that can, yeah, you know, we can sense subtle energy, which is which is called a shaki or prana in Eastern healing traditions, and we can absorb this energy into our bodies. Highly sensitive people don't necessarily do that. Um, capacity allows us to. Exp- experience the energies around us in deep you know extremely deep ways and everything's made up of subtle energy and you can and it's and i mean it's funny like and 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 i know you can you've had this experience where you know we're touching you know sometime right right you know like we could touch right now and you might feel it's not just it's not just what you feel with the hands together but there's there's an energy that's flowing right and Mm -hmm. it might have a uh, as a different uh, it's a different sensation it's a different sensation and you can yeah it's it's um and that can everybody has energy like you have to understand like everyone has energy you know when people talk about auras you know that's a type of energy that is given off by people's bodies that's why you know energy work in the massage therapy field is something that you have to be very very circumspect about your mental status when performing it because you can actually put your negative energy into another person so okay um so i think okay um let me see where where are we at here okay um now i would now the other you know the the other side of this is that um yes since everything's made up of subtle energy including emotions um and, and physical sensations, we will often energetically internalize the feelings, pain, and very physical sensations of others, and and we uh, sometimes have trouble uh, distinguishing someone else's discomfort from our own. And we actually, this is something we very true, uh, yeah, that happens uh, all the time. Uh, some empaths have profound spiritual and intuitive experiences, which aren't usually associated with highly sensitive people. And so, and some path, empaths are even able to communicate with animals, nature, and their inner guides. But being a highly sensitive person and empath aren't mutually exclusive. And you can actually be both at the same time. But um, you know, this is where things get. Uh, you know, the type there's there's types of empathy. You know, there, 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 there's types of empaths, and there's there. You know, not all empaths are created equal, right? That's right. Yeah. Um, some of us are kind of weird, uh, but uh, okay. So, so according to Judith Orloff, there are several. 
uh, different types of uh, empaths. Uh, physical empaths, emotional empaths, and intuitive empaths. And the physical physical empaths are especially attuned to other people's physical symptoms and tend to absorb them into their body. And they can also become energized by someone's sense of well-being. Um, you know, an emotional empath mainly pick up other people's emotions and can become a sponge for their feelings, both happy and sad. Yeah. And then there's intuitive empaths. And I'm going to take this one because this is the one that most closely describes yours truly. The intuitive empath experiences extraordinary perceptions such as heightened intuition, telepathy, messages in dreams, animal and plant communication, as well as contact with the other side. And the following includes the different types and how they function. So you have a telepathic empath, which receives intuitive information about others in present time. Yeah. Check. (laughs) You have a precognitive empath, which they have premonitions about the future while awake or dreaming. Check. Dream empaths are avid dreamers and can receive intuitive information from dreams that help others and guide them in their own lives. I'm not sure that one would fit mine. Although I do have dreams, I don't believe that it's a way to help others, except for, and this is going to sound really weird, not telling them about the dream. Because I've made the mistake, admittedly, where I had a dream that something happened to someone and I told them about it and then it happened. And that w- it only took me one time to go, okay, message received, never again. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's, yeah, that, that sometimes um, you don't want to know. No, I mean, honestly, sometimes not knowing is better, truly. And then there's mediumship empaths that can access spirits on the other side. There's the plant empaths that can feel the needs of plants and connect with their essence. The earth empaths are attuned to changes in our planet, our solar system, and the weather. I would say I have a little bit of that because of what the rain does it's not just it's not just a oh rainy day blues thing it's physical with its emotion when there is rain it completely turns my day upside down yeah it's um yeah I, you you would die in the pacific northwest then oh my god yeah i would have to be committed yeah i would probably have to be on pig pharma yeah. So that I didn't just like, well, you could you could buy you could buy it legally there. You know, oh, fuck off. It's not even that seriously. Like you joke, but it's no. literally a such a depressed feeling that if I lived in the P and Dub with that much rain, I would probably become agoraphobic because I would never want to leave the house because I would probably macrame my ass into the couch. Yeah, well, um, I'd be one of those. You know, women that was like as tall as they are wide and, uh, you know, live in million dollar houses and, uh, you know, don't appreciate what they have and subsequently lose what they have. But, hey, you know, we're maybe we're talking about somebody living or dead. Uh, We don't know. But anyway, the last one we have is the animal empath and they can tune into animals and communicate with them. That is interesting. Like. I'm not saying I have any of that. Don't get me wrong. But it just kind of made me think about the interactions you have with cashmere. Okay. And a lot of the things that we've talked about 
in reference to how um, the, the kitten that you had that meant so much to you mm-hmm. and that we've often, you know, behind the mic questioned whether or not Cashmere may be that beautiful kitten's spirit reincarnated and that because I've told the story that I didn't intend to have a male cat, I was looking for a girl kitten when I went and ended up having Cashmere choose me. And I think that that was not a coincidence. No. And, you know, neither was the two of us being drawn together as we have discussed in the Twin Flame episode. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, yeah, I think there's something to that. Because, mm-hmm. you know, there, it, it, anyway, I think there's um, that is, yeah, it's, I don't know if it's with any, every animal or just an, an, a specific animal. I don't know. I mean, there's, it's, um, and, and, you know, that's you know, an empath. There's there's a diverse there's a, a lot of diverse and beautifully nuanced sensitivities, and it could be one one or many or more of the above types, as we kind of talked about here. Mm-hmm. It might also be a food empath, so in tune to the energy of food and relationship and sexual empaths who are tuned to their partners and friends' moods, sensuality and physical health. You know, I mean, all joking aside, and I know it's the obvious low hanging fruit. You may actually be a sexual empath. No, 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 no. We're going to tell the story. Okay. We are going to tell the story. Are, you, are we telling it now or are we going to wait Oh, till- yeah, we're totally telling it now because okay. it's relative to that particular type of empath. Okay, well then, go for it. No, I'm letting you take the baton on this one because this is something you never experienced. Um, which one are we talking about, though? I need to... What we first... The first time we had a phone call that got really um, warm, if you will... Um, yeah, okay, there you go. Yeah, um, what did I try? Okay, you're obviously baked. (laughs) Obviously baked. So, okay, we were on the phone one night, and we were feeling particularly longing for one another, and we decided to have a little racy conversation, which resulted in the ability to actually have relations if you will without i mean with literally being 2400 miles apart an actual physical completion without touching of no-no spots on on each other like you didn't touch yours and i didn't touch mine but completion occurred if you will that is what i'm referring to ah yes that (laughs) the light bulb over here you ought to see it above his head is like it's trying to make connection ladies and gentlemen (laughs) Anyways, I'll quit breaking your balls. No, I won't, because it wouldn't be the Lotus Effect if I was not giving you a whole lot of hard time. Yes, exactly. Um, but um, you know, this is um, you know, this I'd say that uh, you know, the, the, there's there's a couple of different there. You know, in, we, there could be introverted and extroverted empaths, and the. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and you know, that all the different types of empaths have. Have different styles of socializing, interacting with the world. Now, most empaths are introverted, though some are extroverted. Other empaths are a combination of both. Introverted empaths um, have a minimal tolerance for socializing and small talk. They tend to be quieter at gatherings and prefer leaving early. Often, they arrive in their own cars so they don't have to feel trapped or dependent on others for a ride. Um, now, both of us tend to stay away from big parties or gatherings, and you know, introverted types in general aren't fond of small talk to the point of it being exa- simply being exhausting uh, and can 
only generally generally tolerate socializing for a short time before becoming all over stimulated. And I mean, yeah, there's a reason that I survive some of the or do some or I, I can do some of the stuff that I do. Unfortunately, it's called drinking. Um, so yeah, that, and sometimes that's needed to be able to hand to to get through an event like that. Um, there's some of there's some of the larger events. So I'm reading through the notes that we have. I'm going to offer commentary when we get to the end. Okay. Um, but, um, you know, in contrast, extroverted impasse are more verbal and interactive when socializing and enjoy the banter with others more than introverted impasse do. They can also stay in longer situations without getting exhausted or overstimulation. So, um, now there in are... In contrast... Okay, in contrast. Okay. You have the extroverted impasse. Mm-hmm. Now, those are the ones that are more verbal and interactive when That's they're That's what socializing. I just said. I, used, I just read that. <laughs> I lost my place. <laughs> I was looking at the chat. Shut up. <laughs> Again, would not be our 50th episode if shit like this didn't happen. Yeah. What I was going to say was I think I actually might fall into the both category. I, you, on yeah. That one. Uh, well, I can. T- I mean, I do too, right? It's, it's yeah. A, yeah. So, because I can do it. It's just. I mean, there, there are times that, you know, you don't get overstimmed or overly exhausted from it, you know? You, you might catch lucky and actually have had a low tolerance or not a low tolerance but like a basically people ain't been testing the jesus in you when it comes to the energy shit so ultimately you know you're able to maybe handle the gathering a lot better and not get exhausted exactly that was what i was meaning to say but for whatever reason my articulation went straight to the dogs straight to the dogs Mm -hmm. there you go um well so there are a number of scientific findings that, that so like, okay, well, how does, how, how do, empath, how are empaths what they are, right? Um, mm-hmm. So they, and, uh, you know, there's, there's some, there's, there's a few interesting uh, scientific findings that might explain it a bit. Um, so researchers, uh, so researchers have discovered a specialized group of brain cells that are responsible for compassion. These cells enable any, everyone to mirror emotions, to share another person's pain, fear, or joy. Because empaths are thought to have hyper-responsive mirror neurons, uh, we, uh, we we deeply resonate with other people's feelings. How does this occur? Well, mirror, ne- near, mirror neurons are triggered by outside events. For example, when our spouse gets hurt, we feel hurt too. When our child is crying, we feel sad as well. And when our friend is happy, we also feel happy. In contrast, psychopaths, sociopaths, and narcissists are thought to have what science calls empathy-deficient disorders. This means they lack the ability to feel empathy the way other people do, which may be caused by an underactive motor neuron system. Mirror neuron system. Mirror... You know what? Mirror neuron system is officially a a show title. Put it down. What what did I say? Mirror neuron system. Neuron. Yeah, neuron seems to be the word your mouth can't (laughs) say today. Yeah, whatever. But, you know, we got to be aware of these people because they're incapable of unconditional love, just yeah. so you know. Yeah, I think we both know this, uh, all of this, uh, all too well. Um, yeah. Um, just remember, phone boy, when you laugh, I laugh. And when you cry, I'll help you bury the body. <laughs> Jeez. But, you know, then you have the second finding that's based on the fact that both the brain and the heart generate electromagnetic fields. So, according to the HeartMath Institute, now who knew this existed? Just putting it out there. Uh, these fields transmit information about people's thoughts and emotions. And empaths can be particularly sensitive to this input and tend to get overwhelmed by it. 
So similarly, we've often had stronger physical and emotional responses to changes in the electromagnetic fields of the Earth and the Sun. Now, empaths know well what happens when the Earth and the Sun affect our state of mind and energy. So... The third finding that we have enhances our understanding of empaths. It's the phenomenon of emotional contagion. Research has shown that many people pick up the emotions of those around them. So, for instance, a crying infant will set off a wave of crying babies in a hospital ward. Or a person loudly expressing anxiety in the workplace can spread it to other workers. And people commonly catch other people's feelings in groups. There was a recent article in the New York Times that stated that the ability to synchronize moods with others is crucial for good relationships. Now, what is the lesson for empaths? Choose positive people in your lives so you're not brought down by their negativity. And, you know, when a friend's going through a hard time, you need to take special precautions to ground and center yourself because it's so easy to catch that energy. And these are really important strategies that, you know, if you read Judith Orloff's book that she goes into, and now I can tell you that I have a huge issue with people who are negative, and all my life I've had the issue where there's been all of these people who are just so negative and toxic, and when I was little, I, I mean, from the time I was very young, I just was so sad all of the time and I never knew why. I mean, anyone who's listened to the episode where we did the letters to our father heard me explain the things I went through in my life and why. You know, people could probably say, oh, well, you know, I can understand as a child you being depressed because of the stuff that you went through in your childhood. But I'm not in my adulthood going to allow that to drag me down. Bit irrelevant to the fact. When I was little, before I knew what being an empath was, that it even had a name, I knew nothing about all the particulars of this. I, I would always feel sad. I would always be down. I never knew why. And now, as an adult, I've been able to really kind of take a look back through my life. And I realized, looking at it through the eyes of someone who now knows that they are an empath, it was all the negative energy that I unfortunately was just absorbing, like that sponge fun boy talked about, from my father, my father's mother, basically his whole family. And I can actually say there were people on my mother's side of her family that did not like me. I aptly have named myself the black sheep of both sides of my family. And honestly, I'm not really all that tore up about it to, you know, in in the in the long run. You know, I have a couple aunts that you know, I still talk to and, you know, we're, we're on good terms and whatnot. And then I have other aunts that, yeah, we just don't. And it doesn't hurt me one way or the other uh, on, on both sides of, of the family. Uh, essentially, my father's side has all but ostracized us. And, you know, you can tell exactly how many fucks I give. Uh, negative two. So the finding of the fourth involves the dopamine response. And that, for anyone who doesn't know, is a neurotransmitter that increases the activity of neurons and is associated with the pleasure response. And research has shown that introverted empaths tend to have a higher sensitivity to dopamine than extroverts. 
So basically, introverted empaths need less dopamine to feel happy. And that could explain why they're more content with alone time and reading and meditation, which requires less external stimulation from parties and other large social gatherings. And in contrast, extroverts crave the dopamine rush they get from lively events. In fact, they often can't get enough of it. Yeah, um, I couldn't get enough. I was trying to, I'm trying to find our wine glasses that we bought. I brought them up. Oh, you did? Okay. You know, it's amazing. If you actually checked in with your podcasting partner in crime every once in a while, you'd have information. However, I do have this. Ooh. Yeah, that's kind of necessary to open the wine. Yeah, somebody's thinking ahead. Yeah, well, you know, I was I was thinking ahead in case you didn't have it. I've also got... Isn't that special? Well, isn't that special? Yeah, it's amazing how that works. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe maybe we might, might want to try to continue this train rolling down the tracks with the info. <laughs> yeah, you know, we got to do that. Oh, okay. So the fifth finding, which which I think is particularly compelling, is uh, the extraordinary state called mirror touch synthesthesia. Synthesthesia is a neurological condition in which two different senses are paired in the brain. For instance, seeing colors when you hear a piece of music or tasting words. Famous synthesicists include Isaac Newton, Billy Joel, and Itzhak Perlman. However, with mirror touch synthesis, yeah, there you go. People actually feel the emotions and sensations of others in their own bodies as if they were their own. This is a wonderful neurological explanation of an empath's experience. Yeah, it is. Yeah, um, yeah, phone, yeah, phone boy. Anyway, yeah, I I haven't even gotten to the wine yet. You just, you you all just wait. (laughs) Hey, phone boy pre-gamed with me on something pretty dank. Believe me, he is. Stoned like a biblical horse. <laughs> Jeez. All righty. Um, Which may actually have to be a show title. Yes. Um, okay. So, okay. Empathy can be present in the following areas of daily life. For one thing, health. Many of the empaths who come as patients to Dr. Orloff feel overwhelmed, fatigued, and downright exhausted before they learn practical skills to help them cope with sensitivities. They're often diagnosed with agoraphobia chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, migraines, chronic pain, allergies, and adrenal fatigue, which is a form of burnout. And on an emotional level, they experience anxiety, depression, or panic attacks. Uh, yes, yes, and uh, hell yes. Yeah, um, yeah, and I think we got we had a lot of this, uh, you know, I mean, I would say um, it certainly affected my stress levels, and uh, that definitely, down. yeah, high cortisol means uh, you don't lose weight very well, uh, for sure. That's right. Um, I'm seeing a lot of people of having troubles with that, and, you know, and I certainly have my troubles with it, and I know Yeah, it but also- you're doing a lot better, honestly. Yeah. Well, I mean- it's because my stress has come down. True. That That is true. Yeah, and, so- you know, you have a... Uh- Fiery Phoenix, who cooks you healthy meals. Where's that? You eat um, right. <laughs> yeah, some empaths become addicted to alcohol, drugs, food, sex, shopping, or other behaviors in an attempt to numb their sensitivities. Over- overeating is common uh, since some empaths unwittingly use food to ground themselves. Uh, empaths can easily become overweight because the extra padding provides protection from negative energy. I had never thought That's of that. That's a theory. That is an interesting theory. Um, uh, relationships, love, and sex. Now, empaths may unknowingly get involved with toxic partners and become anxious, depressed, or ill. Oh, I think that was both of us, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah. They give their hearts too easily to narcissists and other unavailable people. Oh, Where boy. Where is the bell? Yeah, ding ding ding, 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 ding. All right. They also observe their partner's stresses and emotions, such as anger or depression, simply by interacting with them, as well as during lovemaking, a particularly vulnerable time. 
That is very true, honestly. Yeah. Um, empathic parents often feel especially overwhelmed and exhausted from the intense demands of child rearing because they tend to absorb their children's feelings and pain. In addition, empathic children can feel overwhelmed by their sensitivity. Sounds like both of mine. Their parents need a special education in helping these children to nurture their gifts and to thrive. Okay, so where's my... So I just want to double click on a couple of things for a second here. Yeah, go ahead. One is the part about, you know, the the interaction and, and being intimate and everything. I don't think people realize how vulnerable you really are during that particular time when it is in regard to energy. It is so easy. And, and I don't know if anyone has ever experienced this, but if anyone has ever had a partner that you were in the process of being intimate with and something happened and you can feel their energy shift that's a that's real and and it's really scary i had it happen with my ex there were a few times that we were attempting to be intimate and things just weren't going the way he wanted them to go or whatever it happened to be but i could feel his energy shift and even though he wasn't admitting to me that something was wrong i felt it and subsequently it was just a it was a no-go it was yeah we're you know we're done ultimately so i don't know if anyone else has ever dealt with that but i can actually speak of my own you know my own situation in that and as far as the parenting empathic children i got two of them one of them knows it and one of them doesn't because one of them has had conversations with me about it because he didn't realize that he was he just He felt a lot like I felt as a child. You know something's wrong, but you don't know what it is. People just don't understand you. They are not asking the right questions. They're not listening. Like we talked about, you know, oh, toughen up, get a thicker skin. Don't take it so personally. Come on, we're just joking. Yeah, it's not funny to an empath kid. It really isn't because they process the world differently. And you and I have talked about the fact that there's a very close culmination between autism and empathy yeah there, there is um and at least it seems like it to me i mean because yeah that's because that was been my own experience um and uh yeah we need to figure out uh we need to figure out how to get the file for the next segment uh, there well so, yeah, yeah i know yeah um so uh, I, I guess that means you want me to vamp while you try to figure yeah, it out yeah if yeah if you could yeah that would mm, be awesome yeah absolutely i'm so good at that <laughs> so this one actually is is pretty relevant to what I've been doing because it's about work and empaths can feel drained by energy vampires in their workplace yet be at a loss to know how to set boundaries to protect themselves and there's a couple of ways I can speak on this I have a friend who I will not say their name but they are employed at a company that I worked for and we became friends and this person has a person they work with that is a complete energy vampire, massive narcissist. And I knew it from the first time I encountered the person and knew to steer epically clear of them. At all opportunities, I would have as little contact with them as I possibly could because I knew. And I feel bad for her because she has to deal with that person on the daily and she has exhibited some signs of being an empath 
So I can only imagine because it's it's just so tough for her having to deal with this person and their energy all day, every day. And, and she can't do anything about it, you know. I mean, this person is not a very nice person, I will just say. They're kind of a conniving gunt. But anyway, I myself, when it comes to work, doing the ride share, very, very difficult on, on certain days, especially over the last week, where there's just been so much different energy in, in and out of my car, coupled with what I had going on in my personal life behind the mic, it just made it, uh, <laughs> the, it made it a very hard fight to get to the end of this week, to be able to have just the relaxation to finally not have to set an alarm the next morning, not have to be on a schedule, essentially. And that's why it is so important for me, no matter what time I get home at night, I have to take a shower because ultimately... It's like being able to wash off all of that energy. And it's the only way to be able to cope with it and not go completely out of my mind. Yeah. I, yeah, and, and I, yeah, I'm definitely, definitely aware of all of that. And it's, uh, um, yeah, I've been pretty lucky that in my day to day work because I've worked from home almost my entire career that I have managed to avoid a lot of that, uh, a lot of that negative energy. But, uh, um, you know, but it's, you know, sometimes you still got to uh, endure it. And it's, uh, you know, then, yeah, that's um, public, even just like public places like airports. I mean, airports are terrible for that kind of, for just the energy that you get. Um, but uh you I, know. W- I was really lucky when yeah. I flew yeah um the last time that it was not during really busy hours of the airport, so there was less people ergo less energy to have to worry about absorbing yeah, yeah exactly um yeah, and you know, and of course, we talked about the extraordinary perceptional uh, perceptional abilities there we go we did um, yeah, because empaths have highly sensitive or have high sensitivities that make them more intuitive and able to sense people's energy and open to premonitions animal communication and powerful dreams all things we've had we've talked about previously so uh so now we do have our our our, our uh, next segment here and i've got to actually bring this up this is our, uh, our esteemed peerage that has uh, offered his time and talent uh yes and and at times treasure as well he has that is true yeah so i gotta hit the i gotta see if i can make this work here um, i believe in you you believe in me well the question is do i believe in me no okay that's not ready to go yet because it's, that's not going to the fine people that are that are listening to us because i have to unmute the, yeah there needs to be buttons pushed uh, buttons need to be pushed because i want to keep the usually want to keep the usb on the computer muted but uh, mm-hmm. yeah we need to but for this uh, we, we need, need to, to have it unmuted that's right Back in the day, we had comedians such as Sam Kennison, Andrew Dice Clay, and Dennis Leary. Dennis Leary is also a musician and singer, and this song, Asshole, is a perfect example of his comedy. Folks, I'd like to sing a song about the American dream. About me. About you. About the way our American hearts beat way down in the bottom of our chests. About that special feeling we get in the cockles of our hearts. Maybe below the cockles. Maybe in the subcockle area. Maybe in the liver. Maybe in the kidneys. 
maybe even in the colon, we don't know. I'm just a regular Joe with a regular job. I'm your average white suburbanite slob. I like football and porno and books about war. I got an average house with a nice hardwood floor. My wife and my job, my kids and my car, my feet on my table, and a Cuban cigar. But sometimes that just ain't enough to keep a man like me interested. Oh no, no way. Uh-uh. No, I've gotta go out and have fun at someone else's expense. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I drive really slow in the ultra fast lane while people behind me are going insane. I'm an Okay, you know what? We're gonna we're, we're, we'll play the whole. We'll thing. play the whole thing in the after show. Yeah, exactly. But I at least wanted to get to the bridge because I am very familiar with that song. So thank you, Sir Rev Cyber Trucker, for that cavalcade of stupidity admission. That's right, and uh, that is one of my favies. Yeah, um, that's gonna. Be, we're gonna have a great goddamn time uh, yes, with with yes. uh, with with, with uh, the second half of the show. We got we, yeah, we got a, we we have a surprise uh, for for you for the pedalheads uh, coming up. Uh, but we're but uh, I'm gonna go pour the wine, and Phoenix is gonna tell you about her uh, her tales from rideshare. Oh uh, this boy, week. and how <laughs> this week's been a real hell of a ride, faux show. So we're gonna start with the fact that like, this really ties in to being an empath because I had a feeling when the ride came up that I should pass on it. I don't know why. I just had this feeling like, yeah. Well, I I should say at the time, I didn't know why. I just felt like, yeah, something's telling me not to take this ride. But for whatever reason, I was like, okay, I'll do it. Yep. And then I found out why I shouldn't because this ended up being a person who was on the side of the road with a flat tire and as if that wasn't bad enough because I'm not going to hate on somebody who needs to go to the tire shop to get their thing replaced. The problem was the tire shop that he wanted me to bring him to, yeah, it doesn't exist. We got to the address and it's not a tire shop. And there were probably about four other tire shops because I'm not an asshole. I'm not just going to be like, oh, well, you know, fuck it, dude. You're uh, you're on your own, pal. I'm going to bring you back to your car and uh, figure it out. No, I'm not that person. So we sat in the parking lot and we called four different tire shops till we found one that actually answered because I was familiar with it, uh, not realizing how close to where we were that it was. I am now. So long story short, I tell this guy, Okay, because this was only supposed to be a five-minute ride. I, I need to specify that this was literally only a five-minute ride, according to the um, according to the the app. So we finally—it's probably easily, you know, fifteen minutes, twenty minutes. We're trying to find a tire shop, find a tire shop, and I said to the guy because I asked the tire shop because I'm intelligent enough to do this. I'm like, how long is it going to be to repair a tire? And they're like, yeah, at least an hour and a half. I'm like, all right. So I said, look, dude, I'm calling an audible, pal. 
because they were from way out of town. They were actually up near the Kentucky border where they're from. So long story short, I'm like, look, dude, I'm like, I'm going to take you back to your truck, get your family. I'm going to bring you to this tire shop and you can call for a ride when you're done. That way you're not being charged an excessive amount of money and your family isn't sitting wondering where you are for the next hour and a half plus. So that's what we did. And that probably ate about 30 to 45 minutes of my day on a five minute ride. And if that wasn't enough when it comes to the fun tales of rideshare, we have the fact that Phoenix made an epic mistake. She was going crazy yesterday because it was Friday and I was just so ready to be done with the week because it has just been a shitty week. And as Q, on cue, our EMS, our great men and women of Crossville Fire Department. <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. Uh, uh, but here, we should, uh, but, we should, we should yes, toast this. Uh, to the 50th episode, to you, phone boy. I love you. I love you. Mm. Yeah. Peach wine is the shite. And we will be including a picture of the new wine glasses that we bought. I have one that has a Tinkerbell drinking a glass of wine that says Drinkerbell. Yeah, and the one I have says, of course size matters. No one wants a small glass of wine. So back to the Tales of Rideshare. So, yeah, I um, I was kind of frazzled because I run both Lyft and Uber. And I was running Lyft, had a ride that I was supposed to pick up. He asked me if I could pick him up at the Best Buy. Instead of at the hotel, he was scheduled to be picked up at. Now, there is easily a couple mile difference between the hotel and where he was at the Best Buy. So I told him he would have to update it in his application or in the application. He said, I don't know how to do that. Do you know how? I said, no, I don't know. So I pushed cancel. Or I'm sorry, he pushed cancel. He canceled the ride. I mean, I was literally right at the fucking Best Buy when he canceled the ride. I was pissed. No worries. I had decided to switch back to Lyft. So as soon as I click my Lyft on, bingo, bango, I get a Lyft request. I hit accept. It's literally picking up right next to the Best Buy. Groovy. I pull up. There's a, you know, handsome gentleman waiting. And I assume that he's just come out of the men's warehouse, by the way, that he's holding a bag and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I pick him up and... We're chit-chatting, and I drive him all the way to completion. So, you know, ha, 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 I rode him to completion, right? We get to the place on the app that it says I'm going, and he said, where are we, where where are we at? I'm like, isn't this where you're supposed to be? Aren't you so-and-so? He was like, no. I'm like, oh, shit. Now, I've already completed the ride. I've slide to complete the ride that I've dropped this person off. So somebody just paid for this man's ride, and it was not him. So ultimately, it was only about two and a half miles from where I was directed to go that he ended up needing to be dropped off. So I used my Google Maps, and I got him home with apologies and promises to never speak of this again. So, yeah. Except except when there's a mic involved. Yeah, precisely, because, you know, this is my show, and uh, that's the thing. And uh, we're the stars of this piece of shit. We are the stars of this piece of shit. So, long story short, the TLDR is that I'm definitely going to make sure that I am 
identifying the name on the screen with everyone that gets in my car so that that doesn't happen again. It did, however, provide for a good tale to Telly the Pedalheads and a laugh between he and I, a nervous laugh at best, that that mistake had been made. And the irony behind which is I'm getting a phone call and a phone call and a phone call from what I think is Uber because I'm thinking it's the passenger that I didn't pick up at the Best Buy trying to call me repeatedly and they weren't leaving a voicemail. I don't think. I should probably check my phone if they did. But yeah, ultimately I have a feeling it was the passenger from Lyft that I was actually supposed to pick up asking like where I was and what, what, what. Yeah. Oops. So why don't you tell the pedal heads about our trip to the pumpkin patch? Because we went to an amazing place last weekend. Yeah, we did. Uh, so there's a, yeah, so there is, um, so it's funny. We, we had looked up this place. Um, if you look it up on Google Maps, it says close permanently. So we, now, we did, found out why that was. Okay, we find out. Okay, but I'm, 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 it's part of the story. I'm don't worry. Saying. Yeah. So, um, so any so in, in the, but we but we saw signs for it around the uh, around the you, area. So we said you okay. saw signs for it. And I said, uh, yeah, uh, I know you wanted to go to the pumpkin patch, and so we did. And it's, it turned out to not be too far away. Uh, it was uh, you know, we? I think we also went went to Cookville that day and had took care of a, a few other things that needed to be done. Yeah, because I mean, it was kind of about halfway. In between, maybe not. No, no, maybe no, a quarter no, of the no, way. No, no, no. So, yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's that direction. But we, but when we got there, they weren't quite. You know, they weren't quite open yet, or whatever. And so we. That's right, because we didn't know what the hours were. So right. So we got. We ended up getting there early. So we said, oh, okay, we need to go kill some time. So let, so we'll go to Cookville and go do, um, you know, and go do uh, our do our stuff um, that we had that we needed to do. And and um, yeah. Um, yeah, there's certain stores that are very dangerous when we go when we go to Cookville. Um, so. Yeah, to the point that we are such good customers, we get free product. Yeah, I'll just I'll, we'll just Example. leave it at that. Sample. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so the, these guys, yeah. Um, so, but so anyway, we came back and we did. Um, yeah, we did. Uh, so we got we uh, you know we 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 bought our uh, you know you, you buy your tickets or whatever you go. We, we went in and uh, you know boarded the wagon to go over the, the, the wound ride. Apparently, this is some. This, yes, this, this, I don't this, remember who it was on Naz when you posted the picture of the wagon ride. Yeah. said something about wound ride question mark, and I was like, "What is that about?" And, and then I to, looked you, at the picture, uh, yeah. and I had realized. Because I'm, I'm so evil. Remember when we were standing in line? Yeah. And, yeah, I, and side, I said, side, look, Sideshow Bob. Side Bob. Yeah, yeah, I actually posted that picture to Naz. I cut and cropped the picture and posted it. And I, <laughs> the sign look does look like it says Woon rides yeah. so wound right yeah. mm-hmm. so so we went so we went out in the little thing and we picked our we picked our pumpkins and we took we took some pictures and um it was epic yeah we uh we threw some axes uh she badly she, yeah she uh, bounced on the uh you know on, on the bounce on the bouncy on the kid bouncy thing there it no it wasn't just for kids there were other adults no, on I the know. bouncy but they're mostly for the kids okay so what i told you my inner five-year-old was going to play with your inner five-year-old yes, that day i yeah. warned you in advance yeah, i know you did so yes there's photographic evidence of phoenix bouncing on a bouncy thing actually in a uh in a bounce with my feet tucked up yeah. under me yeah um but uh yeah we're gonna we're gonna carve pumpkins tomorrow i guess that's what, that's what yes we're going to watch the niners kick the shit out of the falcons yeah. and we are gonna carve our halloween pumpkins that's right um yeah and uh you know there's other um yeah let's say there's uh <laughs> um let's see what it's, so i guess I'll, I'll mention um yeah uh so 
Okay, so so we uh, so make the joke about Apple Cult uh, all you want. Um, yeah, yeah, we which I do often. Yeah, we were you're recruiting. I'm convinced. Yeah, we were. Um, yeah, we were doing something, and um, I I got warning that uh, the no- that the, that uh, the noise decibels were above ninety. Um, when we were doing a certain activity, and and I'll, I'll and I'll let you all figure out what activity that was, um, because yeah, that is the that is uh, <laughs> um, yeah ninety five decibels is what it is what it said. Uh, so it got a little loud, I guess you could say, um, and uh, but that's it, it, yeah she's being a little quiet here. I don't think she. <laughs> I've said all I need to say in the chat. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, yeah. Okay, so what did you so so what let's talk about the vinyl you scored. Hmm, epic score. Yes. Okay, so are you going to so epic score for the eBay whore. <laughs> yep, that's a show title, epic score for the eBay whore. Okay, there you go. So I am devoted to being the best girlfriend I can be to our favorite pedal head phone boy. So knowing that there are certain albums that he desperately enjoys listening to and would deign to own, we had gone to McKay's and we had found Hotel California from the Eagles on vinyl. They wanted like 40 bucks for this and I was going to buy it for him. Um, Then he found Desperado and decided he wanted that instead. So that's what he got. It was a little cheaper, but not by a whole lot, but shit. Needless yeah. to say, yeah, needless to say, we we we've, uh, we blame the wine again for uh, for that. Blame the phoenix on that. Yeah, one. blame the phoenix. There we go. Well, yeah, the so yeah. Anyways, so they wanted like forty bucks for this thing. So I went on eBay and I'm like, all right, let's see if anybody happens to be selling an original LP of Eagles Hotel California. And sure enough, I found it. Yeah. And what I paid for it is obscene, ladies and gentlemen. It's obscene. That's the point. With um, shipping. I paid less than thirteen dollars for yeah. that album, original yeah. LP. Thank yeah. you very much. There is good okay. stuff. Oh, you know what? There could, is a buzz. Is it from that charging? It, it could be from. It could be from. Because I candle. literally just heard it. Can, can, it might be. You want to get the candle because the candle is very near the mics. Yeah. Okay, we'll put the candle where we usually have it. Yeah, I don't know. There is some buzz in here, and I'm I not. I think it was from you charging the speaker. It may have been, but, but anyways, I don't know why I just threw my towel. But that being said, so we scored this epic vinyl for. Phone boy, this Eagles Hotel California. We listened to it this morning Mm -hmm. when we first got up when we were having our coffee. It was a nice way to ease into a Saturday morning. It was. And then I think I'll let you tell the story of the other vinyl that Mr. Phone Boy has been blessed with. Yeah, that would be. And then I'll uh, talk to you all about the reaction that this man had when I handed him this thing. Okay, so. The other vinyl that showed up today was um, was uh, Pink Floyd's Metal, which we which I played, uh, which which I actually played in the pre-show. Uh, they or the you know I played Echoes anyway from from that album. Um, and yeah, the, it's that's um, yeah, a pretty good shape for for the you know what it is. I I don't I don't want to know what you paid for it. I, I would probably be a no, actually, um, I I could honestly oh. divulge to you what oh, I paid actually, for. Oh, actually, that's right. Was, that one wasn't too bad. It was the, no anything that I've bought you so far has been. So reasonable because I'm a broke white girl. Of course. So honestly, I haven't paid a whole lot for what I've gotten. I paid about $22 if you don't include tax. So between shipping and what I got it for, 
you know. That's the one, if I remember correctly, when did I get that? I don't remember how I won that that auction, actually. I think I... I think I did what I usually do, which is swiped in at yeah, the final course, seconds course. and sniped it out from under the highest bidder. Yeah, I think I know what I think I know what might be causing the buzz, and so I might want to. Uh, okay, what was going on? Okay, okay. Fuck Nick Saban. Okay, yeah, we, yeah. There's, there's, there are, there are other games afoot here. Um, yeah, like but, a football game. Yeah, I know. Kidding. It means a lot to us for sure. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, but was there any other so? But okay, the, okay. So that tell the I sto- believe is the only vinyl we procured. Oh, but wait, yes. So I'm a big Simon and Garfunkel fan. Well, well, then you've also got to tell my reaction to. Oh yes. So let's start with Phone Boy's reaction. I hand him this box that contains this metal LP. He opens it up and he's like, "Oh my fucking god! You're fucking kidding! You're kidding! You're kidding!" Nah, I'm like yeah, very much. I love you. <laughs> so yeah, he was uh, he was very much shocked when he received it. Yeah, that that's a that's a thing. Um, there, yeah. So um, okay, the yeah, I think um, the other thing that I was gonna that we also got in here is um, yeah, the fact. So um, I, I've been going to. Um, I, I I've been uh, part of when I've been working at home. This uh, the the you know I I've been going to coffee shops because of course uh, you know certain other certain people are gone and uh, during the day and uh, you know sometimes it's nice to hear some other noise and 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 uh, hear some other things. Now one of the things I do so there is a there there is there's a couple of coffee shops around here. Um, the one I've been going the one I went to this week was. Um, was uh yeah grinder house there we go and uh, and what now the hell? now what i've been doing with uh what what I, now what I, what, what I, was that pop i'm not sure what the pop was you heard it though no i don't know that i've heard i don't you didn't just hear a noise mm. okay like uh, that? no like no no it it almost sounded like something computer wise okay, you know how, been, like when yeah, something could, pops up it, on the computer it could it could be i don't know but all the notifications are off on all of our stuff yeah they, they, it should be yeah i mean i i got mine on do not disturb but um so no kidding yeah so anyway so but what I typically do when I go in, because 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 my first name is uh, easy to mispronounce and mishear or whatever, um, I I decided I, I decided some time ago at, at at places that when I go in and ask for coffee, um, yeah, I'm going to use my middle name, which is Doug, right? And so, or, or actually, it's Douglas, but I just I just say Doug. Uh, interestingly, I always wanted it to be as a kid, and so now when I go into Grinder House, there's a couple people there that call me Doug. So okay, you know. Uh, and somebody is giggling over there, and I need to know. Somebody loves hearing your middle name and oh. thinking of you. And I'm having a moment. The pedal heads don't need to know what goes on behind the mic all the time, Mr. Phone Boy. Yeah. Oh, Even if it is our 50th episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, and we did go to the farmer's market this morning. And we did. Okay, so. You know what we did? And we had a really good time at the farmer's market. We got some really good stuff. We got to see uh, one person in particular. Uh, we met a new friend. His name is Phil, and he represents Soulshine Farms. And he gave us, well, we purchased, excuse me, some lettuce, and we purchased some rosemary that he had grown and dried and jarred. And he had a container of chipotle pepper seeds. 
that included some pepper. It was kind of like, you know, if he had ground up the pepper coarsely. And because he didn't have an entire jar worth, he gave it free uh, to us, you know, from one chef to another. So, you know, total pride and representing there. You know, appreciate you, Phil, at Soulshine Farms. Uh, Cannot wait to use some of the rosemary and the peppers, uh, pepper seeds that we got. And he's going to be having some actual ground cayenne next week. So we're going to be checking that out. But all in all, we had a very productive day. And I I just love the days when we say, okay, we're going to go to the farmer's market just to do A, but we're not going to buy anything or we're only going to get B. And then we walk out of there with like five or six different items. Like I thought we were just getting one thing. Yeah, we yeah. So and that's and that. Well, we, we you know. I mean, I knew. I, I mean, I knew we we're gonna we we're gonna go visit our uh, go visit John and Jamie over at Casey Farms. We we got some we got some eggs. Uh, we got we got some green eggs too. We did. The shells are they call them blue, but they look green. Yeah. And there's only a particular type of chicken that lays those eggs. So I was uh, phone boy was making breakfast one morning, and he said something about oh we have a green egg, and I'm like. In my mind, I was like, oh, that's definitely an egg from one of those chickens that lays the blue or the pink eggs. So I asked the folks at Casey Farms today, hey, do you have any more of those? You know, how many of those do you get roughly per week? And they said, you know, five or six. And I'm like, could y'all literally like construct me a dozen of those blue eggs because I want to blow them out and make Easter decorations from them? So they were like, oh, we might actually, you know, we might actually have enough between the dozens that we have here for sale. So they literally went through, love these people. I just want to say, we love you, Casey Farms. They actually went through every dozen of eggs that they had, pulled all of the green slash blue ones out and made a dozen. So I have a dozen of the green blue eggs at in the refrigerator right now. So when I get a minute, I'm going, and of course, we're not going to waste the egg that's inside. That would just be absolute sacrilege and disrespectful to the chicken. So, yeah, we won't do that. Yeah, you hear the feds coming for foam boy. Unfortunately, yeah, we. Um, They're coming it, to take me away. <laughs> uh-huh. They're coming to take me away. Oh, uh-huh. And I'll play that in the. Yeah, that yeah. needs to be played in the post show. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, um, to keep it, to not have to run a fan, we've opened the screen. And like we've said before, we literally live like right down the street from a friggin' EMS place. And. I've never lived in a place that was so damn EMS active, whether it's, you know, AMR running their rigs or local, whatever it is, just holy crap, there's a lot of activity where we live. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, that that does actually, that does actually happen, you know. It does. Yeah, um, so we are, yeah, and uh, let's see, what, what else do, what else do we have in here in, the, in our... In our, hey, what happened to my what happened to my show notes, man? Hey, man, I didn't do it. The dog ate my homework, man. Oh, likely story. Yeah. Okay. So we gotta get we gotta now we go back to this. Um, so what is? Oh, yeah. I guess I guess we're I guess we're to the refire topic now, right? Yes, we are. Yeah. So I don't know. We had a couple of ref. I guess we had a couple of refire topics. We got a couple of voicemails. So. We did, uh, and if you would, uh, and if you would like to uh, be have your voice, and, and let's let's see what we got here. Uh, let's see. So that, that, that there's a that call came in, but I don't think they left a voicemail. All right, so we're gonna take we're gonna play this one right here, um, and I hope that um, yeah, I think I, I think I recognize this and refired topics, and the topic is, I think I asked uh, how are you feeling today, and then what did you ask? 
Well, basically, you know, have you ever experienced anything related to empathy, ESP, telepathy, basically anything extrasensory or extra, what do you call it? Uh, uh, Perceptionary? No, no, no. Perceptionary. Um, that's a- supernatural was the word I was okay, looking for. All right. So, shall I play the voicemail? Wouldn't you? Yeah, well, well okay, we'll do that. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the weekend, and you are listening to Phone Boy and Phoenix. Oh, yeah. Um, so, one of the questions I think that Phone Boy posted was something about, like, how are you feeling now? And, you know, I'm feeling great. We got a little event going on, and... Uh, Doing some promotion for, or doing some promotion for an organization that the wife and I are uh, affiliated with. So, uh, that's going on, but we're also, uh, dog sitting for somebody. So I'm over at that place and checking on the dogs and I was like, oh, I gotta leave, a, leave, leave myself a book of mail. So here we are. Um, anyway, but yeah, just doing great. Having a, having a snazzy weekend. Um, my bro and ma's birthday. Uh, relatively soon, but we're doing his birthday tonight, so it should be fun. It's kind of crazy. I realize I've known him since he was like four years old and he's in his early 20s now. And I'm like, dang, man. And, uh, just because I've known my wife's family for quite a long time, friends and whatnot, for, uh, for a long period before we started dating and getting engaged and whatnot. So anyway, pretty cool. So I guess that's enough feeling. Just appreciation of, uh, people you know and, that you know them for a long time, and sometimes you don't know people a long time, and you know them. Like, feel like you know them forever. But anyway. And, uh, yeah. I think somebody else said something about some sort of ability or something like that. But I guess the ability to uh, look on the bright side, you know. Spam a lot, whatnot. I always look on the bright side a lot. So, there be that. Well, I'm going to go put a diaper on this dog. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, this is uh, Sir Chris. Not Sir. Sorry. Cannot say that in this community because uh, that would be sacrilege um, since it's not an official thing. So this is uh, Chris for Battles, and uh, we'll uh, leave a vocal mail next time for you. So, all right. Love you guys. Stay dangerous. And whether you got a diaper on or not, ka Okay, when I okay, so so seriously. Wait, 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 wait. Thank you, Chris, for battles. You are definitely. Or, 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 is, it, or is it Chrysler battle? Oh my God! Did oh, there? Okay, let's. The let's, translation let's, mangled badly. Yeah, let's see what. Yeah, Chrysler battle. Okay, they, so great. there's a leave, leave a book was one. It was one of the other ones. Now I thought diaper on this dog was actually a it was a great mistrans- show title. It was a great show title. I wrote it down. Spam a lot, which I, yeah, I've, I've watched Spam a lot. Spam a lot. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the, that's the that's the uh, spam, 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 spam. No, no, spam. no. So actually, actually, Spam a lot is a is a. Um, that was for Rev Cyber Trucker, by the way. <laughs> well, no, but no, but Spamalot is a um, it's 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 like a theater production of Monty Python, or you know, or Monty. Yes, Pi- I'm aware. Yeah, and I know they're coming to take me away. Ha ha! <laughs> they're coming to take me away. <laughs> okay. I also saw I also saw a book on my own. Okay. As as potential show titles from the from that. Um, well, we just want to say caca, Christopher Battles. Thank you for that voicemail. It was awesome. Okay. So now we got another voicemail. Uh, bring shall, it on. Shall I, let's, let's bring it on. Bang Please a gong. Do. Get it on. 
That's right. Yeah, man. I want to let you guys know that on the special powers thing, I actually transmitted energy to somebody 350 miles away. Somehow, I was in my brain. I was doing a bunch of Molly, and I got in my brain real, like in a weird spot in my brain I'd never been before, and I realized that I could focus on like my friend, and I texted her. I said, hey, you know, how you doing? She said, I'm really tired. You know, it was probably 3 in the morning. She works late shift at a hotel. I said, well, I got this idea. I'm going to send you energy through my mind. And I concentrated on it. And then I, I did you know, I did the act. I sent the energy. And I said, now, how do you feel now? She said, wait a minute. I feel awake now. I feel alive and I feel full of energy. And this really happened. This happened about last year. I mean, I was doing a bunch of Molly. I mean, I just start line after line. And I get it real cheap off the Internet. So I get Molly for like $3 a gram landing from China. But anyway... But it worked, though. I mean, I sent her energy through my mind. And then, no bullshit. She wouldn't just lie and say that. I mean, she really did get the energy. Yeah, I just somehow, somehow I got it in my mind. And somehow I got it to the point where I could focus on people through my mind. And that's a true thing. There's no mountains in the way. It's a straight line from where I was to where she was. I mean, there might be some hills, but I guess there are some mountains, actually. So I guess maybe it wasn't. I don't know how it worked then. How did my mind go through the mountain? Well, I guess my mind's pretty powerful. I sent her energy. Thank you. It happened. Yeah, this is an East Coast crackpot. I'm in the Arizona zone right now. It's called the zone, Phoenix, Arizona, and it's a wild place, man. There's meth here, tons of meth here. I don't do meth, but there's tons of meth here. I'm looking for rock myself, but, you know. I like rock. I'm a gentleman. I like hardcore rock. You know what I mean? Hard, they call it. Yeah. So I used to be a big Molly dealer back in the day, but now I'm just a regular guy chilling out. I'm staying at a 600-bed shelter right now. Just chilling the fuck out, man. Just chilling out, relaxing. Just just getting away from all that drug dealing and shit. But I'm still out looking for some hard, though. I'm, I heard where I get a 20 later. So I'm going to get myself a pipe ready, and I get ready to hit some hard up later. But, yeah, I mean, that molly gets you in the mind, your mind, the places you've never been in your brain before. And they said your brain is a thousand million billion parts of your brain you never use. Well, it might be true. So peace out. Well, thank well, you, ECC. Yeah. And, yeah, you know what? We absolutely believe you, dude. Yeah, I agree. We, we believe you. Yeah, the East Coast. Yeah, it, it, or it's the, if, if I go by the Google translation, East Coast Crockpot. <laughs> yeah. I've I do also, like that name, though, East Coast Crockpot. Also, Lying After Lying was a potential show That's title. a great potential. Yeah. But thank but, you for your courage, sir. Yeah. And also telling your story because, yeah. you know, we really value all of our pedal heads. We appreciate, you know, the fact that you all have brought us to where we are right now, you know, 50th episode. That's right. Maybe. And yeah, I absolutely believe that that totally happened, especially after the conversation we had about the, you know, the ability to complete, uh, you know, from 2,400 yeah. miles away. Yeah, exactly. That's, you know, pretty insane. A lot of people would call bullshit on a hardcore level to that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, it happened. Uh, yeah. It absolutely did. Yeah. It happened more than once, too. As I it recall. did. Yes. Yeah, so. In, lo- in different locations. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I mean, not that the miles matter, but... That is a thing. Mm-hmm. That is true. And what else is a thing is the fact that we have, for our second half of show, we have a very special guest that we are going to be contacting right now. And no, we're not going to do it through telepathy. We're actually going to dial the phone. We're going to dial the phone, and we're going to do... Okay, so you're going you're gonna to yes. have to type in... I will do this because this is something. Yeah, because it is... Um, yeah. Because no, sh- we're not going to say what it is. Here you are. No, it's okay. Just yeah, you just do that. You've done. You've done what you need to do. Uh oh. Here we go. Dun dun dun. 
Yeah, we got it. Yeah, we're doing it on the phone. That's right. Well, we don't have a choice. Hello. Hi, caller. You're on the air with Phoenix and Phone Boy. <laughs> All right. Okay, so, <laughs> uh, Pedalheads, uh, you're actually hearing the voice of someone who you all have been screaming to hear. You are hearing my mom, Mrs. Phoenix. Yeah, well, I should I, say I, Ms. Phoenix. I, 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 call, I call her Mama Lee, but that's... That's right. Yeah. Also known as Phoenix's mom, yeah. who the Pedalheads have been screaming to hear from. So here she is live and not so in person over the phone <laughs> because yeah. she actually regaled me with a tale today because I called her to ask her some important questions that I did get answers to that very much surprised me. So we decided kind of off the cuff and at the last moment that the second half of show would be an interview with none other than Phoenix's mom about the topic of empaths. So we are going to actually start off with some questions from Judith Orloff's book. And we also, uh, for ourselves, uh, Phone Boy and I, answered these questions in our episode three, I Blame the Wine, which is the first time we spoke about empaths. So... Today, we are going to ask these questions to Phoenix's mom because we think it might be pertinent. So, I will let Phone Boy start the questions. Um, so, have you ever been labeled overly sensitive, shy, or introverted? Yes, I am shy. I was yeah. always very quiet growing up. Yeah, and uh, it's sometimes that's what you got to do, though. I mean, that's a you know, it depends on yeah. the situation. It's a, it's a th you know. So yeah, that that makes sense. Um, do you frequently get overwhelmed or anxious? Yeah. There you go. Yeah, and, and it's uh, especially with uh, some of the stuff that's been going on. We don't need to get into it here, but that's uh, right. Uh, but yeah, I can I can certainly understand that. Uh, um, do arguments and yelling make you ill? I don't like them. I don't. I don't like being around yelling and stuff. Yeah, that would probably be a yes. That bothers me. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I can tell you that. I mean, I'll just I'll just relay something I talked about previously. Um, even yelling in the house, just like up the stairs or down the stairs, can be stressful. I remember you actually yep. had spoken of that. Yep in one of our first episodes and it may have even been the you know third episode when we spoke about empaths i think that was one you said i remember you saying yeah. that yelling bothers you which is why um i made the statement today while we were watching the football game because i was losing my mind because of what was going on and i apologized because i know you know the, the yelling thing unnerves him and whatnot so yeah that's why we've worked out other ways to to you know, to communicate through the house usually, although obviously yes. during football, that's a whole different, you know. That's only because you hear me from two floors above losing my shit at the television. Well, it's football. It, it, yeah, the, I mean. It's football season. Yeah, it's, 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 it. it's football and it's, it's, and it's, and it's uh, you know, Vols and Bama. So, you know. There you that's go. right. Go Vols. Yeah. Fuck Bama. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so do, do you, you also feel like you don't fit in, Mom? Yeah, I, I don't put myself out there because I don't fit in. Yeah. So um, do crowds do crowds drain you, and do you need to take alone time to revive yourself? I need my alone time. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's fair. I don't like being around a lot of people. 
Yeah, um, yeah, that, that's. I, I think I can feel. I feel that, <laughs> but um, that shouldn't surprise you since when we did this, I think we. I think all. Of, I think both of us got all, all bunch of these questions basically correct. Or we basically said yes to all of them. Almost um, all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Do noise odors or nonstop talkers overwhelm you? Over talkers will. Yeah, yeah. Noise. Yeah. So, so why? So why do you listen to us yak on a podcast again? <laughs> I know. Why does anybody? Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to learn things. You know. Oh, I do. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I have a question. Uh, do chemical sensitivities or low tolerance for? Do you have a low tolerance for scratchy clothes? Like, do you have? I know for yes. me, you do. Yeah. See, I'm learning, this is why when we spoke earlier, I said I wanted to do this cold, because I don't know the answer to these questions. I have not, you know, prepped you or anything. This is an absolute cold call that we're doing, and the information I'm hearing for the first time. So, you know, you're getting my genuine reaction to this. Um, So, oh, shoot, what the hell? Is in my? Can you find out what's in my cup? Okay. There might be a piece of cork in my glass. Oh yeah, that is that is cork. Yeah. Ugh. Sorry, we were uh, killing this bottle of wine that we're sharing from the toast and jam, and I think I have a piece of cork in my glass. So, oh. um, that's interesting. Um, wow, like I never knew that because I have I have serious tactile issues, and it, it's very interesting to know that you know you go through that too. Quite honestly. Yeah, it's fine. I'll get it out. So I do. I believe um, my mother also went through this. So it's literally like though, a family thing. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So, do you prefer taking your own vehicle to places so that you can leave early? If you when can? she had one before she decided to play a little evil Knievel on the highway. Hello. Yeah. Yeah, I would rather take my own vehicle going somewhere so when i'm ready i can leave yeah and i can speak like i mean obviously everybody knows you know this is my mom and whatnot i know i never thought about it but yeah a lot of times if we went somewhere um in a group she definitely would want to take her own vehicle i always thought it was because she hated dad's driving you know that could have something to do with it part of it yeah there you you go Um, i wanted the freedom to leave when i was ready truth especially if we were stuck at a family yeah. event now okay yeah. i i actually think i can answer that next question for her but i'm going to let her answer it do you overeat to cope with stress no i didn't think so because <laughs> she I hardly eat. Anorexia. No, that's a, i go that's the opposite a, that's a different kind of uh, that's a different sort of disorder yeah, so in fairness, I mean, mom has fought anorexia her whole damn life, and she's been winning the battle over the last, you know, few, you know, long longer than a few years. She's definitely winning the battle. I mean, she's not fat or anything, don't get me wrong, but she definitely looks a lot better and is a lot more healthy than she was years ago when I was younger. So, you know, kudos to mom for getting healthy. We're trying to get her on the NSNG, y'all, but, you know, it's, it's a slow progression. Uh, let's see. Are you afraid of becoming suffocated by intimate relationships? Yeah, I feel better not being a skeleton with skin. <laughs> right. Did you hear the question, Mom? No, I did not. So, are, so are you afraid of being suffocated by intimate relationships? 
I don't really have them. <laughs> well, okay, well, that, well, we'll keep that as a no for now. Well, that's probably also because of the fact that anyone she's even tried to get close to, I've threatened their fucking life, that if they hurt her, I would end theirs. And there is someone out there who still has it coming to them, but yep, said it, not sorry. So I have a question. Are you, um, do you startle easily? I know that answer. It depends. Okay. If I'm concentrating on something, yes, I do. Or like if it's a loud noise, it'll startle me. Okay, I'm calling bullshit only because this woman has been opening her door to her bedroom and I will be standing outside of it and go, boo. And she jumps 10 feet high and does 10 in the ceiling. Don't tell me you don't startle easily, mom. You're as nervous as a cat on a hot tin roof. Couldn't be because your daughter spent her entire life scaring the hell out of you for fun. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, do you do you react strongly to caffeine or medications? I have a low tolerance to medications. Right? Yeah. I said the same it's thing. It's easy for me to to not need as much as what they want me to take. Exactly. I had the same reaction because I would I regaled the Benadryl issue that Benadryl, even like the non-drowsy, knocks me out. Yeah, see, I can take Benadryl. It doesn't put me to sleep. Really? That's, you know, yeah. that's actually interesting because that's the actual opposite effect most people have. At regular yeah. Benadryl will usually put people out. They use it, you know, to help them yeah, sleep. So, so that's interesting. I've had my... So... You know, there. It, I think uh, for me, it's been it's been a mixed bag as to whether Benadryl will do it or not. So, actually, something yeah. that's interesting um, along those lines is that Tylenol PM, which is something that's supposed to help you sleep, wires me. That's one of the only medications yeah. that's an actual medication intended for sleep that I'm like zing. Yeah, yeah. So, Nyquil will keep me up all night. The nighttime it, stuff. It knocks me out. Yeah, N- Nyquil was my go-to when I get sick. If I've got a cold or anything like that, yeah, yeah. the first thing I'm reaching for is that green Q, baby. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you have a low threshold for pain? Um, no. Okay. Really? Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. I-, I have a good threshold for pain. Yeah. When I had my shoulder operated on, they had to put my shoulder, they had exercised it. So they would bring it all the way to the table with me laying on my back. And I didn't even make the sound. Dude, I'm screaming. I mean, it was, it was painful. My glasses steamed up and they went, ah, that's enough. <laughs> my shoulder hurts hearing her talk about that because I remember her doing her exercises at my house in Friendsville. In, ca- in case... You need. Here's further proof of, of, <laughs> of somebody being an empath. Here, um, so do you tend to socially isolate? Yeah. Okay. Um, do you absorb other people's stress, emotions, or symptoms? For your daughter, we can say yes. Even for for yeah. Anyway, I, yes, I know, honey. I'm number one. We've already gone through the list with me, phone boy. We already have established. That I have many facets of this, so continue. Yeah. Yeah. So, answer the question. Do you absorb other people's stress, emotions, or symptoms? Um, stress? 
Stress, yeah, emotions, or emotions. symptoms? Symptoms elaborate on systems. Okay, symptoms. so if someone else is having chest pains or stomach ache, you will have the same? No. Okay. Yeah. Um, emotions, are you the type, well, you don't cry. Okay, so this is a weird thing. Like, I can I speak on the fact, cry. I know for a fact, my mother does not cry. I have not seen this woman cry in over 20 years. My father died. She was married to my father technically till the day he died, and she never shed one tear. I've never seen her shed a tear in that many years. So oh, I shed it on. Yeah, but you said I you did. don't cry. You've told me. I don't. When dad first died, okay, he came to me. I was sleeping, and he yelled in my ear to not be mean to you. But I cried, and I said, why did you do this? Then that's the only time I cried. So that was when you cried? Yeah. So wait a minute. He came to you and said, don't be mean to me? Yes, he yelled it in my ear. Why in the hell would he have thought you would be mean to me? I don't know. Huh, that's weird. You, know, you never told me that. Long, Again, Pedalheads, I am... Exact, it may not have been those exact words. Right. But it was along that line that I should treat you very decently, you know? And I think I do. You, yeah, you do. We're we're not going there. I, that's just interesting. I mean, like I said, Pedalheads, I'm getting this info cold. We did not rehearse this uh, phone call prior. So <laughs> this is raw, real emotion you're getting here on episode 50. Right. Uh, Would you expect <laughs> anything less? No, right? Yeah. So, okay. So you're saying that you do absorb other people's stress. Sometimes, yeah. Okay. I mean, I try to fix things. You know, it bothers me if someone's having a problem. I want to fix it. Yeah, I'm. down as a yes. Yeah, I, I think that actually could fall under that particular umbrella. So we're we're gonna put a yes for that. Quite honestly. Yeah. yeah. So, are you overwhelmed by multitasking, and do you prefer to do one thing at a time? I I get overwhelmed easy, so I pick one thing to do and try to accomplish it. Okay. That sounds like a yes. Do you replenish yourself in nature? Like, if you had the opportunity to go for a walk through a forest and just kind of exist, is that something that would help you to feel peaceful once you had completed it? Or to go sit by a peaceful lake or, you know, take your pick. Anything where you are essentially communing with nature. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you answered that like as if it was an option I was offering you. I'm yeah. just, I mean, am I the only one who took it that way? Yeah, I mean, maybe, yeah. Um, okay, so essentially when you when you spend time in nature, what you're saying is that it does make you feel like you've gotten some of your energy back, essentially. Yeah. You know, I, I take my time. I'll take a walk, and I'm not in a rush, you know? Well, that's, that's, yeah, I mean, you don't, I mean, that's the whole point of taking the time to replenish yourself is you, yeah, right. you, you, you take your time and you enjoy it. Yeah. And my grandson, he goes with me so that he knows I'm safe. Right. Nobody can harm me. Yeah. 
That's right. Um, so do you need a long time to recuperate after being with difficult people or energy vampires? Um, sometimes. Think about all of the years of being married to dad. Yeah. Yeah. Or interactions that you had to have with his family. Yeah. After you encountered those people, was it a, you know, did it take you a long time to kind of, you know, get back to center, as they say? It took a little while. But it was like constant, you know? Well, I do understand that. You know, remember I lived with him. So do you feel better in small cities or the country rather than large cities? Are are you more at home away from the hustle and bustle or do you need that hustle and bustle? No, I like the quiet. All right. I can do without all the hustle and bustle. Yeah. So do you prefer one-to-one interactions in small groups to large gatherings? Okay. I do. All right. Well, congratulations. You're an empath. Yeah, congratulations. You're a full-blown empath. Exactly. Yeah. You, you mo- answered most of those questions with a yes. So, or so. And 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 honestly, yeah, th- those are, you know, and, and, uh, there's no science to this. I mean, I guess there's and I think this is a um, you know, and you know, I think where we the reason why I think we wanted you on was there were some stories that were supposed to be that um um and I don't know ex- yeah. yeah. Um Yeah. So Okay, so ultimately, the reason that I decided, ooh, we should have Mama Phoenix come on the show for second half is because we started a conversation behind the mic about, I had started asking her questions about things relating to being an empath, such as, have you ever known something was going to happen before it happened? And she reminded me of a story she had told me once about when she was in school. So why don't you tell that story, Mom? I was 14. And I had a classmate that all I knew was he had left the house with the shotgun. And the next day I was out of school. Okay. I knew he was going to be shot in the heart. And now, they you, find it. now, you say that you knew. Now, this wasn't because someone had tipped you off or he had confided in you that he was going to do this. No. no. Right. I, I was just and, confirming that as a fact was all. Yeah. Well, when it came out, my mother asked me if I knew this person. And I said, yeah, they're dead. They got shot in the heart, didn't they? Kind of like confirming it. Right. So I knew I was right. And of course, I she, don't, she confirmed the fact that you had been right. Yeah. Now, you told me that your mother actually had what we would consider the gift of empathy and the things that go along with it. So why don't you tell our pedal heads? About the things, if you will, the powers that your mother had. Um, she she would know if something was going to happen because she would get a feeling, and she'd get a very strong feeling. 
she had gone out, her and my dad, with um, the man and woman next door. They were friends. And they got partway out there, and she said, stop. We have to go home. Something bad is going to happen if we continue this trip. So she was so insistent. And my father says, if she says something like that, we're going home. Because she's usually right. She knows when there's trouble ahead. Now, you're, you're my grandfather, your father, had experienced this with her on numerous occasions, which is why when she said, we need to go home, he did not question her because she had essentially proven uh, in, you know, in so much that this was not an isolated incident. Right. Okay, and you also had begun to tell me when I said, no, 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 I want to hear this cold, about your mother being able to affect things with her mind. Yes. When my father passed away, he got killed at work. And um, my mother wanted a certain headstone to go on his grave. And the man in charge of the cemetery said, no, you can't have that. So she let it go. Within two weeks, he was dead, and she could get whatever she wanted. So he got the headstone. <laughs> now, how did your mother have something to do with that? She had kind of, well, she said, um, I'll just wait till he's gone and get it. Holy shit. There were other things like that, too. Okay, why don't you tell our listeners about that? If someone stood in her way, she would just think about it, and they'd be gone. They'd be out of her way. Holy crap. Dude, my grandmother was a witch. The fuck? Yeah, sounds like it. Okay, so I think we need to recognize the fact that we do have Native American blood. Yes, three times. Right, and and the Native Americans are very powerful in their spirit connections and such. So I'm not overly surprised, but at the same time, I'm hearing this for the first time, and and I'm a little gobsmacked. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, because I believe it was my mother's grandfather that was a full-blooded Indian. Oh wow! So it's literally yeah. that close in lineage. Hmm. That would definitely, and you know, that would actually kind of explain why her powers were as strong as they are, and minor, minor not, ultimately, because it's kind of like a copier. The more prints you make of the same picture, the lighter it becomes. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like that with um, the abilities. I mean, well, I mean, well, okay, so in I, fairness, I, I've never actually tried to wish someone away because I'm afraid of the bad juju that is associated with it. Well, yeah. And, and even, right. even though with certain uh, people you might, uh, you might, you might want to. Yeah. Well, you know, we're, we're not talking about that where it can be proven, but okay. So can I tell you another instance? I would love to hear another instance as would our pedal heads. Absolutely. Okay. She was trying to figure out how she was going to pay something, you know, 
I don't know if it was fixing up the house or what it was, but she needed money to do something. So when my father died, she inherited it. It was not very long after. So in essence, what you're saying is you think she may have affected Grandpa's passing or his being killed. Well, that was how the problem got solved. I'm aware of that. What was the time she frame? Didn't wish him. No, I know they were still friends, but what was the time frame in that? Um, maybe a week or two. Holy fuck. Your mother yeah, was seriously a- Your mother was seriously powerful. Let's just recognize that. So, do you have anything you personally can speak to that would tie into something like that. Have you, have you ever done that? Have you ever affected? I'll tell you this. I was thinking of getting a new car, but um, I hadn't decided yet. You know, I it was only a thought. Before and I you said, wrecked? I don't have the money to get a new car, you know, and I really don't need a new car, but my car is all paid off because I totaled it in yeah. a very stupid way. Yeah, but that's not affecting something. It I'm saying, my income. have you ever thought about something, say you concentrated on something whether it's a problem you had, whether it was whatever, you've concentrated on it really hard and the person or whatever it is that was affecting what you were concentrating on, like your mother with the headstone or whatever. Can I give an example of my example that I told you? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I just wanted to get example. my bill. I'll give you, okay, so now I've got my mute button turned off. Um, I, I will. Uh, I'll give you an example from my own um, from my own childhood. Uh, I was uh, so this. I was probably about fifteen, and my mother was having issues, and and it ultimately resulted in her having a hysterectomy. And you know, and it was funny because, I, and and I, I still remember her telling me I wanted I wanted to put it in a, in a jar and keep it under a bed or something. My, my mother was weird, uh, but but anyway, she. Um, but she was having some issue and i and 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 you know and at that time i was v- that i didn't know what else to do i mean i i had grown up in sort of the christian uh you know with with you know at least some you know that that was kind of my basis for you know spirituality at that point was you know and whatever hippie stuff my parents did and and, and christianity and so i said okay well you know i'll pray and i and i said you know, you know god like help help my mother right and at that it's almost like immediately my mother had something happened in my mother and yeah things got worse but then they got better right and sometimes that happens right things get worse and so that's that's something that happened in my own life and i'm like oh okay well you know it's you know maybe there is and in in light of recent events uh maybe there is something to what the mind can do um and uh yeah this is uh yeah so so have you ever had anything like that have you ever had something that you've thought on or concentrated on or whatever and it has influenced its outcome in the way that you were trying to uh, see it happen? I think the thing with my car 
so you were thinking- like I, said, I, was, I was trying to figure out how I was going to get my bills paid and finally be out of debt, be able to put some money away. And okay? you think that's what affected the car wreck because that's what got your bills paid? Yeah. Was the overage from paying off your car that the insurance issued? Yeah. I can't necessarily well, argue with that also, logic, phone boy. No, uh, neither I don't can I. Have, I don't have a car payment. I don't have an insurance payment. I don't have an auto protect for repairs anymore. Right. Yeah, that yeah that knocked out so, a bunch of your bills. I mean, we went through them. So, uh, they, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I would almost say that I think, yeah, to some degree, I would say that it is extremely plausible that I got my abilities from my mother who got them from her mother and I'm sure that somewhere you know along the lineage you know it would it would pan out that you know it it can be traced back through generations that we are literally a family of empaths now I do know that I've heard your sister talk about instances with one of my cousins knowing things feeling things etc so i think this actually goes beyond just you and i i feel like and i didn't have the opportunity to speak with any of my aunts the ones i was going to call to um question if they had ever experienced anything in that realm but which one of my sisters now i was going to call your oldest and the other one that you talked to oh okay but the one yeah. that the one that was telling the tale of the cousin was the um, one that you can't believe any further than you can throw her fat ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I think. It's, I mean, and but ultimately, yeah, I, I think this truly goes back through the lineage, and that this is not just you. It's not just me. It is actually, basically, you know, our family. Well, um, and I would, and I would even say, it's you our know, inheritance. It, yeah, I mean, if I go back through my own family, right, it's the same, it's kind of the same thing, right? Because I, you know, I, again, kind of using the Asperger's as a, is a, right. uh, you know, because I, I strongly believe that just Asperger's is another way to sort of uh, um, talk about, um, you know, it's another framework which to talk about the same set of problems, right? And and what's interesting is the fact um, that, you know, you make the connection between Asperger's and the empathy and like my friend Nancy that you've heard me speak of many times. Yeah. Um, we wanted to have her on the. Sh- we wanted to interview her as a special episode for a follow up on this particular topic because she has told me stories about knowing things and whatnot. And I know her son is on the spectrum, and I do believe they have diagnosed him with Asperger's. And I do believe that there could be a direct culmination between her empathic and extrasensory abilities because she also has the ability to know things before they happen. She's the person who, when the phone rings, she picks it up and tells people what the fuck they're calling about in the sense that this person got hurt, this person died, whatever, and freaks the person out going, how the fuck did you know that who called you? And she's like, nope, felt it. This happened, that happened. So I I was trying to get her as an episode um, interview, and it may still happen, Fettleheads, but it is interesting that you make that culmination between the Asperger's and the empathy because I think she is an unrealized empath. Yeah. And that could have a connection to the fact that her son has Asperger's. Yeah, yeah. and I can 
I'm pretty sure like my daughter is an empath. I mean, I, my, mm-hmm. I, well, I know the startles easily yeah. thing you've talked about. Yeah, we Actually, talked. I think you talked about that on episode three. I did. He used to say boo. Yeah. And she'd freak. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. And I have, you know, and, and I felt my kids recently in some, in some, um, yes, you have. Yeah. So we didn't talk about the stuff that has been going on, but I think we should probably address it. Now I do want to, um, you know, talk, with my mom here for another moment before we get into that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, mom, when did you realize that you had these abilities or, like, when did it start for you? I think when I did it at 14. At 14, okay. Was there anything particular at 14 that happened in your life? Um, no. I mean, I never expected my classmate to die like that. Right. It was yeah. just a We fluke. weren't real close either. And so, I liked it. I and, thought it was a nice kid. Right, but I think that really is important to say because it wasn't like you were friends. He just happened to be a classmate. It was a random person, essentially. It wasn't like you were besties or you were dating or anything. I think it's really important to point out that that is a very strong ability to actually know something about someone who you are completely unrelated to. Yeah. And, I mean, I've told the story... Uh, You and I have talked about it behind the mic, and I think I've actually told the story online that I knew there was, I had had a dream that there was a little girl who was going to end up being run over by a tractor trailer. And subsequently, it ended up happening in our town. As a matter of fact, our friend Nancy was on that call. She was working EMS at the time, and I didn't know... I didn't know who and I didn't know where or when, but I saw that vision. And when I heard about it, it still to this day, and it has been subsequent years since I've lived in our hometown and also since that occurrence, it still hurts me very deeply to know that I saw that happen in a dream. You know, um, her sister is best friends with, Kim. No, I actually didn't know that. So it might be interesting to have a conversation with my Aunt Kim about that because she was one of the people I was going to call. And I still may, Petalheads. I may still actually have an episode where we do an interview with uh, my friend Nancy uh, or possibly even one of my aunts. I mean, I'm just going to be honest. If she's, you know, if, if one of my family members has a fantastic story behind their abilities or things that have kind of proven their abilities um yeah you know that that might end up being an episode but so Mm -hmm. okay we would say that your your awakening if you will was at 14 yeah well i may have known things before that but that was when i realized that i could see things that were going to happen right that was my awareness. Okay. I think I should pay closer attention. Well, you know? in, in fairness, Mom, okay, don't don't beat yourself up by the fact. 
Um, that's a lot of what we like to do on this show is we really like to kind of bring bring people to the table and open their minds to what's going on maybe in their lives or, you know, the things that they may be going through. So I love the fact that we've had the opportunity to have you as a guest on the show to talk about your abilities and you know, to, to maybe have a conversation with you a little bit about the things you may not know about that, which you have passed on to your, you know, to Phoenix, because I didn't know, honestly, until recently, I would say probably within the last five years, I've really discovered what I am and why a lot of stuff has happened in my life. You know, I mean, you, you've been able you know, I mean, you've known me all of my life, and I'm sure that you noticed when I was a child that I was very depressed. Yeah. And I think with the research that I've done with this show that we've done, I believe that the reason for that was not that I was depressed, but that because I was an empath and all the energy that I didn't know how to deflect that was being heaped yeah. on me. Well, you, you didn't yep. know, right? I mean, right. I mean, I didn't know either. I mean, you know, it's the same. It's the same. And that's thing. it. You don't know till you know, right? Once you know how to deal with it, then right. you can, you know, you, you can start dealing with it. Yeah. Right, and it's. I it, thank you, Damien, for being there, Damon. Yeah. <laughs> she always I, mispronounces you know, your name. That's okay. Everybody her. mispronounces my I'm name. Sorry. I'm sorry. That's why I go by Doug at the at the at the, at the coffee shop. <laughs> Just call him phone boy, mom. You'll never get it wrong. Um, okay. But I mean, ultimately, yeah. I mean, I can honestly say, okay, my abilities, and this this was what we were going to get into, uh, Phone Boy and I, over the last week or so, what's been going on. And since he and I got together because of the fact that he is an empath, and I apparently, <laughs> there's confirmation here tonight in the blossom that yeah i am most definitely 1000 percent correct in my empathy in that my mom and my grandmother also have these special powers and abilities and you know if i cared to dive into exactly what kind of empaths they were yeah you know i could do so but ultimately since you know phone boy and i got together my abilities and my powers have grown much stronger, and I truly believe that his as well have. Oh my! Oh my! Oh, immensely. I mean, it's it's. It I, I want you to tell the shower story, phone boy. Okay, so it's not dirty pedal heads. I promise you, it's, y- it's PG. Yeah. So, uh, so we we take showers and together. Obviously, and- we take showers. Otherwise, you know. Yeah, otherwise, otherwise, there's a lot of bugs and a lot of lot of nasty smells around. But nasty. so anyway, I'm I'm uh, she's in the shower and I'm doing whatever I was doing, um, you know, it's drying off or whatever. And and let me yeah. preface this. Well, I should say, let me interject that um, we're not verbally communicating. He cannot see me behind the shower curtain. We have a we have a liner and then we have one of those decorative curtains and the one on the floor that we shower is, it kind of looks like a whole bunch of like shadow pine tree. Basically it kind of reminds me of the PN Dove. I was going to say, it reminds me of the PN Dove. It it does. And then that's why when we bought it, that was kind of why I bought it was because it reminded me of the PN Dove and I thought, well, eh, why not? But anyway, so I'm in the shower and there is a liner, which is open. 
completely, yeah, you know, it's, it's opaque. Opaque. Yeah. yeah. You cannot see through the liner and through the decorative pine tree curtain. So please proceed. Yeah. So, so I'm, I, I'm sitting there, and I may have been stoned. I probably was. I mean, you know, this, we usually are when we shower. Let's just, you know, full disclosure. When I get home from work, the first thing I want to do is light up and smoke away the day. Who doesn't? Yeah. yeah. So, so we're we're um, so what so what are we doing? Um, um, so we're so anyway. I, I'm I'm sitting there and I feel a wave of something come over me, and I'm like, and my my response is something along the lines of, "Okay, what just passed through?" And my response was the fact that, how did you feel that? Because at the very time that that energy hit him, I allowed myself to go down a very dark rabbit hole in my mind as I was showering. And I'm not sure, was that the instance where you opened the shower curtain and touched my oh, that's chest? Oh, di- that's a different one. Okay, that was a different one. There, uh, in we've in had, fairness, we've had, heads, we've had several over the last week, which is why we want to do it, uh, you know, tell you all about this. Yeah, because, yeah, there's nothing in even, like, even the prior conversation or whatever that would indicate there was a problem. Exactly. And also, there is a flip side to this. Yeah. Which is the fact we had been chewing on a problem that I had, that when you got out of the shower, you had commented that whatever that heaviness was... Because I don't think I had conveyed to you that something was bothering me and that I was chewing on something mentally. Right. So you got out of the shower, and again, opaque shower curtain, you can see nothing, and we are not, you know, uh, verbally communicative with one another because I'm pretty sure I was actually rinsing my hair at the time. Yeah. And I had worked out the problem in my head, and ultimately my energy must have changed because you commented to the fact that whatever had been moving through was now gone and the energy was much lighter. Yeah. And I hadn't said a word about the fact I had just, you know, worked out my issue until you said that. And of course I acknowledged the fact that, yeah, um, you know, I had, uh, yeah. And I had just figured it out. Yeah. And there's, you know, and, it's not the only instance of that. I mean, Mm-mm. you know, and you know, and, and there are the most epic one was just a couple of nights ago when we had gotten a new strain in, and we didn't mix it like we usually do with the CBD hemp flower. We we did straight on. This stuff was oh my god, very very strong. So ultimately, uh, as the East Coast Crockpot had. And I even sounded like I said crockpot. The East Coast crackpot had said about how the Molly opened his mind. This strain of green goodness opened my mind. And I unfortunately allowed myself to go to a place that I did not belong going. Between the smell of the soap that I was trying out for the first time and the open doors that probably should not have been opened in my mind from that strain... I went somewhere very dark, and I don't know how the fuck Phone Boy felt it, but I know he did because his next words to me were, what's wrong? And he opened the shower curtain because I had not answered him, and he touched my chest, which brought me back out of where I was, and I audibly sucked in a breath of air when he did that, and 
this is insane, guys. I mean, I'm just going to be straight up with y'all. The amount of perceptive energy and openness that I am experiencing since I've gotten with Phone Boy and he in kind has been unbelievable. And and that's part of the reason why I have trouble, Mom, because I know you're you're still with us here. We kind of diverted for a moment. That's, that's one of the right. reasons I have trouble with Wookie's house, uh, where you currently reside, because the energy in that house isn't right. That house should I know have, that. that house should have been saged before she moved in. There yeah. is a there is a very dark energy in that house. Yeah, and I can and I and I felt it myself, yeah. right, when I was there. I know it's here. I mean, yeah. I, I truly believe yeah. her house needs to be well, saged. And, and, okay, and I'll, I'll personalize this for a second. And this is and this goes this is to my situation. This is to my situation in the um, you know in the in the sen- in the sense of the, the place I was living because I'd always for years I always and and, and and I lived in the same place for fifteen years and I always felt better being somewhere else and it's and I don't know that it's it wasn't just entirely because of who I was married to I feel like because because even when they weren't there there was an energy in that house that I could not figure out right and it, and it really and even when when everybody was gone and everybody was gone for a, for a, 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 a period of time I was like you know it, it's, it's like I didn't want to be there and i'm so and yeah when you know and and when i when i've been over at, at wookies yeah that's that's there's i can feel something there that it just doesn't feel right and you know and i i don't know why i don't know what it is exactly but something just doesn't feel right and and i want to make clear yeah. it's it's nothing against wookie it's nothing against wookie it's oh, nothing against, what the fuck keeps popping oh i know what it is what is it Oh, it's probably okay. I'll fix. I'll fix it. It's pissing me off. Okay, like, I know what, what it is. Fuck. But anyways, there's nothing against Wookie on that because this is not her fault. This is truly the fact that that house prior to her obtaining it had something. The energy in it, it is residual energy from whoever or whatever lived in that house prior. So it's nothing to do with her. Um, but the problem yeah. is that the people in that house are feet, the negativity that occurs and the shit that's happened in that house has left a residual, almost like a film on those walls. And it feeds it. The, the negative energy is, is fed by every time there's been an argument in that house, every time there's been conflict in that house, you name it, it just feeds the energy monster, if you will, in that house. So nothing yep. against Wookie, you know, just for the for you know sake of letting the pedal heads know, you know, Wookie is an extremely big-hearted, great person. And yeah, we love Wookie. Yeah. We do, we absolutely do. But her house itself is just there's something not right in that house. Can it still be saged and maybe change the atmosphere? Yes, that house can be saged. Okay, I I would actually recommend. I don't have enough abilities. I would actually recommend contacting a shaman to sage the house. Um, I could probably do that. I mean, we could talk about that behind the mic. Yeah. But ultimately, I think that that particular situation is what can what is feeding the issues that people are having in that house. Yep. I knew it was here when I moved in. Because you could feel it. 
Yeah. And um, there were times it woke me up. Really? Do tell. And I could see the face. Do what? I'd be sleeping. And I would hear a loud noise. I'd open my eyes and there's a face. Shut up. Are you serious? Yeah. You never More than that. one time. Holy shit, mom. So this could actually be more than just an energy issue. This could actually be a haunting. A residual haunting, maybe. Maybe. Holy I hell. Mean, when Cody was here, he had a lot of problems because there was so much negativity in the house. Cody is an empath, mom. You know that. I knew that. Yeah, I know he, that. He got it. God bless his heart. He got it. I don't. John has it too. He just doesn't realize it because of the fact yeah. that when we lived in Connecticut, Jonathan went through yeah. a lot of hell in that apartment, and I know that apartment had activity in it. Like, let's just be honest. Yeah. So, Pedalheads, the Cashmere uh, Tootsie Authority has arrived for his nightly payment. So we have a uh, another guest slash co-host in the studio tonight. Yeah, we do. Yeah, the uh, yeah, I and and there's something about certain places that you, you can just feel it, like and and it, it's mm-hmm. you know and and uh, it's like the fact you can feel it as for uh, like people. Yeah, like I was talking about, you know, there's certain people who, when you encounter them, you can just feel like, nope, I need to stay as far away from this person as I can. Yeah, and there's exactly. people. Yeah, people I've seen that do it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, I know what you're saying there. So you're saying that you've had this experience as well? Yes. When I was in Connecticut, there was a person that knocked on the door. Okay? And I opened the door, and Rascal, it was the only time he ever growled. Now, for context, Pedalheads, Rascal was my mom and dad's cat that loved my dad. My dad spoiled the shit out of his cat. Yeah. It was the only time he ever growled. And she wanted pain pills. I don't give away my prescriptions. No, not at all. You know, plus, I just said I didn't have it. You know, I really didn't want to have contact with this person. You know, I mean, we weren't friends or... We've often said... Animals can sense a person's intentions and also the type of person that someone is, which is why, you know, the pedal heads have heard me uh, say many times that when phone boy and I first got together in person that, yeah, he met my cat. And I said, if the cat doesn't like you uh, as crazy as I am about you, yeah, it's a it's a deal breaker because my cat is a hell of a good uh, <laughs> judge of character and. I'm pretty sure he's my, a character, all right. <laughs> he, he is a character. Yes, he is. He's he's our favorite little furry co-host over here, who demands yep. foot rubs constantly. But other yeah. than that, yeah. Well, I mean, I have my own experience with uh, with the the cats that that were at the house. Yep. Um. So, um. So so really interesting. So it's so it's funny because so so describe the two cats we had so mimi was um effectively my uh my not soon enough ex's cat because that that was who she attached to um she was you know reasonably friendly with everybody else but that was the person that um 
that was the person that uh, she uh, aligned with. Now, sugar um, associated with my kit. Um, you know, more, uh, you know, my daughter was there. So she, and she was kind of, you know, passive or whatever. And sugar, you know, near the end of this, sugar kind of started leaving me alone, right? I mean, not that sugar would pay me a lot of attention anyway, but, um, you know, occasionally she'd sleep with me or whatever. Um, I, um, I remember Mimi, um, and I was sitting in my office one night. I had, I had an easy chair in there. And um, she came in one night and wanted to actually sit on me, which is, which is pretty rare, not something she usually does. And she stayed on me for, you know, for her a half an hour is a long time. And, you know, I, and this was right before, like, um, you know, this was right before um, things. Wasn't it right before the insurrection? Yeah, right, right before the insurrection, ultimately. And, you know, and. So maybe she knew. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like she knew. And I feel like Sugar knew, too. You know, I feel like they both. Cats knew. are amazing in what they can sense. I mean, we don't give animals yeah. enough credit. Yeah, I know. And, and yeah, honestly. If you're in a down mood, that cat will come and capture you to make you feel better. Yeah, that's true. And it's much like Autumn, uh, Jonathan's cat. I mean, oh, Autumn yeah. really adopted him. And she would know what time he was supposed to be home from school. She would know just, you know, yep. if he wasn't home. And, and you know this, Mom, because, you know, you lived with us. If he wasn't home on that bus, she, you know, she would sit about, well, Oh, 10, 15 minutes before he's supposed to be home, she'd come out from his bedroom where she slept and sit and wait by the front door. And if he was late, oh, dear God, she would walk around just howling because she yep. was like, where is my human? Yep. They're very close. Oh, God. Gotcha. They're yeah. well, he, he loves her so much. And I am, I am truly nervous for, you yeah. know, I mean, she's getting older. She's like 16, 17, something like that. I mean, yeah. I, you can tell, you know, she's getting long in the tooth and I am concerned because when John loses her, he's going to be inconsolable. And and I don't want to yeah. see either one of my children sad, hurt or otherwise. So I'm, I'm very like, I, I don't want that day. I mean, let's just be honest. Oh, none of us wants it, but we all know it's coming. Yeah, you know? I mean, we do have to recognize But John that. knows I am here, okay? I got two shoulders, and if he soaks them both, I don't care. I know, right? <laughs> I know how it is with that cat. They became bonded the minute that cat came in the house. Yeah, she completely, like, she completely uh, claimed him yeah. as her human. Yeah, whereas I think I think uh, you know I think Kashmir might have might have claimed me. Yeah, I uh, I've been replaced. We know that. Yeah. Yeah. So this is yeah yeah the the Kashmir Tootsie Authority has uh, has uh, has uh, parked himself right in front of me here because um, he cause, and, and, under our you know under yeah. our broadcast table and as it were. Yeah, exactly. So um, this is, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's, yeah, it's amazing when you start digging into this stuff and people, you know, it's the reason. Oh, my God, it's good. We just bet Alabama. Holy oh, shit. Go Vols. Wow, time expired. Go, go. There we go. G-O-V-O-L-S. Go Vols. Woo! Oh. There you go. Yeah. Oh my God! Knoxville's gonna erupt, pedal heads. We just beat Alabama. Holy shit! Fifty-two to forty-nine. Can they get a what? What? Yeah. Exactly. There you go. So, all righty. 
Yeah, and yeah, you can on a field goal from forty yards out. Who said roll tide? I don't think so. Go balls. Fuck you, Nick Saban. In your Ass. Yeah, t- t- yeah. I, t- I tell you what, Nick Saban tears. <laughs> Billy t- Jones awesome. said, "I heard the fireworks before your exclamations." Yes, we are delayed because we're watching it on a computer. Did you see how fast he? Le- I- I'm sorry, I know we're still recording, but did you see how fast he left the stadium with his fucking head held low? Get the fuck out of Knoxville, Nick Saban. You're not welcome. Go Vols. We took it home. There you go. Congratulations, yes. Cope, Coach Heupel. Good job sir and thank you for your courage exactly that is is this the first time they've won this is the first time since 2006 we've beat alabama roll tide my ass go vols there you go yeah, yeah, well, I, I, yeah. I, I bet, uh, I bet uh, the the rankings are going to be a little different because they're Alabama's number three and Tennessee was number six. Uh, yeah, okay. So who knew this was going to be a college football uh, a podcast? But uh, you know, here we are. <laughs> and it's funny because Tabby's messaging me. She said, "Good damn game." I'm not wearing orange though. I said, "Good game for sure." <laughs> Laugh out loud. Told you we had your ass. Yep. Like I said, when uh, like I said when I advertised the show. There's two things going to happen today. We're going to feel our way through the show. And, the, and we're going to beat Bama. And we're going to beat Bama. That's right. And it is now on record for eternity to come that the University of Tennessee, 52-48, to 48, Nick Saban can suck our ass. The streak has been broken. There you go. So. And I have a feeling that Coach Heupel will be keeping his position for a good time to come. Well, yeah, especially since they are, since they are still undefeated at 6-0. But, so. Anyway, um, all right, all right, y'all. I think uh, I think we've uh, exhausted this topic, and, and us and us empaths are exhausted. So <laughs> that's right. So. And mom, I want to say, Phoenix's mom, thank you for joining us for the second half of this episode fifty. We really appreciate you telling your story, telling the stories of your mom, and trolling along with us. And also, because you are a avid listener, we know. Thanks for supporting the show. It means more to me as your daughter than I could ever put into words. It was my pleasure. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hang up now, and we're gonna, we're, we're gonna we're gonna figure out how how do I end these things? I gotta I gotta figure this. I, out. I think there's only one way. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, I like fresh air, motherfucker. Okay, wait a minute. We're on the <laughs> That's not the clip. Did you check the fact I fucked with your uh, soundboard? By the way, yeah. Uh, so fucking over this. Yeah, exactly. So there you go. All right, so how are we gonna end this? I think we end it this way. This- Jordan fades back. Swoosh. And that's the game! Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. And fuck you, I'm out. You still here? It's over. Go home. Go. Go.